Ladies and gentlemen, we have very serious news tonight. Dr. Fauci has come out and essentially lit a fire under lab leak hypothesis. This is very important news we must talk about. Instead, we're going to lead with Don Lemon did a failed publicity stunt pretending he was quitting CNN because his ratings are down 77%. And we and we talked about it. I was like, I don't know. This this Fauci thing's really serious news. And we're all like, mm, we should make fun of Don Lemon. Like, yeah, it's true. we should make fun of Don Lemon. So joining us to make fun of Don Lemon is Chris Barron, not of the Spin Doctors. Not of the Spin Doctors. I'm not that guy. No, but uh, introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris Barron. I'm the president of Right Turn Strategies. I'm a contributor to Human Events and the Political Insider. And apparently the Spin Doctors guy isn't a fan. No, he's not, because people jump into his like timeline on Twitter and you know bring up Trump and stuff. He's like, I'm not that guy. I'm not that Chris Barron. Which I point out to him, that's never happened to me. No Spin Doctors fans have ever jumped into my timeline. So. Do people really tweet at him, though? Or they, is, no, they really do. Really? Because I'll follow the tweet chain back up. Is it, is it because his tw- Twitter is like at Chris Barron or something? It is. That's why I'm <laughs> at Chris R. Barron, because he stole Chris Barron. Like, there can be only one. Right. I had Jet Matt. <laughs> That's it. Highlander. All right, right on, man. Thanks for hanging out. We got Annie's What's Jones. up, everybody? Good to be here. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm here as well. I'm pushing buttons in the corner. It's going to be a really fun night. I cannot wait to make fun of Don Lemon. Let's go. <laughs> we have other, you yeah, know, really, <laughs> really important news. I mean, a federal judge ruled that Joe Biden's policies are basically racist. But Don Lemon. Make Don it fun Lemon. of Don Lemon. Don Lemon, come on. <laughs> well, uh, as much as I'll say it's making fun of Don Lemon, I really do think the media is one of the biggest, it's like the biggest root of the problem, or at least one large root providing nutrients to this corrupted political infra, you know, ecosystem and infrastructure, so we definitely got to talk about how desperate they are. And don't forget, go to TimCast.com, click that blue Members Only button, and sign up, because we will have an exclusive Members Only bonus segment up tonight. But there's also a really fun fun segment we did last week, which apparently got a lot of comments, about the Trump time-traveling conspiracy theory, which, because we're buzzkills, we debunk, but, you know, well, I should say debunk with quotes, because we're just giving our opinions on conspiracy theories i don't know how you actually like go to the future to claim it's not true or whatever but the point is it's fun go check it out now without further ado making fun of don lemon yes here's the story from fox news don lemon continues to lose viewers even after rebranding cnn show desperate publicity stunt the cnn anchor has lost a whopping 77 percent of viewers since the first week in january now when i heard the story you may, have, you may have heard this. Don Lemon apparently made some announcement that he was grateful for all his years at CNN and he was going to be, you know, changes were coming. And everybody was tweeting. I saw everybody tweeting, Don Lemon's quitting. It's over. The show's done. His ratings have dropped so dramatically. Surely they have fired the man. Turns out it was a publicity stunt where he's like, here's what he, look, there's a quote. I appreciate all the years of CNN tonight with Don Lemon, but changes are coming and I will fill you in. And then all they did was they changed the name of his show from CNN Tonight with Don Lemon to Don Lemon Tonight. That's it. <laughs> Same time slot? Same time slot. Same right? everything. Same everything. I mean, honestly, isn't there a point where CNN just recognizes that they're basically parody at this point? I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is something that someone on our – this is like a Babylon Bee article. This is something that someone on our side would spoof – Saying, oh, this is how ridiculous CNN. We don't have to worry about that because CNN is actually, they're doing it themselves. Didn't Babylon B write an article saying that, like, CNN was beating them at their own game? <laughs> there was something like that. No, but, but that's what's, what's really funny about the satirical articles, like Babylon B, 
The Onion writes really over-the-top nonsense. Like, my, one of my favorites is uh, Stress of the Presidency Ages Joe Biden 10 Years, and it's a corpse, just like a, like, like a mummified corpse, because he's already almost 80 years old. That's, that's, a, that's brutal dark humor, but it's very silly, right? Babylon B has their silly articles, but they'll also write things like CNN, you know, beats, wins a war to beat Babylon B at parody or something. And the funny thing about Babylon B is it's, it's a higher brow humor. Oh, yeah. And people fall for it. I think I want to try and find it. If there's that, uh, uh, let's see if I can find the Babylon B CNN competition. I don't, I don't even know what to look for, but I'm pretty sure they did that. Well, and you know, there's, there's been all of this like pushback against Babylon B. People saying like, oh, you know, Politifact rating that oh, this is not true, and oh, this is a debunked thing. I mean, it should speak about the state of the modern Democratic Party and the left that people easily confuse obvious parody with the actual <laughs> policies of the left you know like uh, to, to to be fair i've seen people confuse uh like the onion for real news too yeah but babylon b is is very political and there are a lot of people who think who fall for it so here's the article in major deal the babylon b purchases competing satire site cnn <laughs> And it shows the Babylon B logo next to the CNN logo. It's so good. This is this, this is beyond parody. I don't know if we can. Maybe I can play this. Let's let's try and play it. There so we go. Earlier, I told you I had an announcement, and I do. It's been really, really great. This is the last night that we'll be CNN Tonight with Don Lemon. So I appreciate all the years of CNN Tonight with Don Lemon, um, but changes are coming. And I will fill you in. But until then, I am very proud of my CNN special about Marvin Gaye's ground. All right, all right, all right. You get it. The dude was very obviously trying to make it seem like he was quitting. Right. Wow. Well, it's good news. No, and by the way, like, is, was anybody more disappointed that Trump lost than the executives at CNN? Yeah, they were, they were hurt the worst. Absolutely. You know, well, they built their entire brand around. We hate Trump more than anybody else. MSNBC did as well. So I just watched uh, Deep Impact. Did you ever see that movie? No. What Ian's laughing? No, no. I've seen <laughs> I've seen the clips from it. Uh, Armageddon was clearly the better movie. So you, do you know what Twin Films is? So like, there's this weird thing that happens where they keep they make two movies of the same movie at the same time. So like, a, a good example would be A Bug's Life and like Ants. Is this kind of like when in uh, uh, R and B or hip hop in the '90s where they did Whoop There It Is and then like Hoot There It Is like the same song? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah okay. So they made Armageddon. Asked, you know, a bunch of guys got to go to an asteroid, blow it up. And they made Deep Impact. Everyone's got to go to a comic, comment, and then blow it up. Uh, in that movie, because I don't want to lose my train of thought, the main character works for MSNBC, and she's trying to do a legitimate story. Like, the movie starts, spoiler alerts for those that haven't seen a 20, 23-year-old movie. So the, she works for MSNBC. She thinks she's got a story about the president having an affair with a woman named Ellie. MSNBC, investigative reporting, in the same story. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, today. Real. So, it, But it was interesting because I, was, I'm, I, I watched Armageddon, which is this really silly movie where these, like, oil rig guys go to an asteroid. It makes no sense, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous silliness. Deep Impact tries to be much more serious. We're like, we got to go to this comet and blow it up. And I'm like, I'm watching the beginning, and I see this woman. She's like, I work for MSNBC, and a camera guy comes out, and they're like, we're going to get this report on the president and expose him. 
I'm like, wow, is that what MSNBC used to be? <laughs> right. Were they like real news at some point? I don't, I don't remember them being. No, real there news. was there was a there was a time where MSNBC was kind of positioned as the almost a right of center news organization, like way back in the day. Wow. Like, yeah, I know. Like that's it seems amazing. By the way, the reason why CNN's been hurt more than MSNBC is because I hate both of them equally. <laughs> but MSNBC has leaned into actually some kind of entertaining personalities. Like, I mean, I think Rachel Maddow's a buffoon, but she's good at her job. When she cried oh. when the Mueller report, oh. she well, she almost cried when the Mueller report was like was bunk. Right. Like Trump wasn't a Russian asset. You could see her like welling up like, well, this is it. Yeah, no, no. And by the way, they've they've got you know Rachel Maddow, they've got Joy Reid. Like, I can't believe that woman still has a job. But like, they've leaned into these kind of like bigger personalities. Whereas CNN's got Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon and Brian Stelter and Essie Cup. I mean, it's like you know, I mean, obviously, if you're gonna if you're a, a left winger and it's post Trump, if you're gonna watch anything, it seems like MSNBC is gonna be a little more entertaining to watch than CNN. You know, you know what it feels like? Could you imagine going to a circus? Like, imagine there's two circuses, and in one, there's a bunch of clowns going, we are not clowns! Do not laugh at us! <laughs> and you go in the other one, and like, we're totally clowns! Have a good time! Yeah. That's MSNBC. Yes. They, like, they're totally... 100%. It, yeah. CNN is trying to make you think... They're, like, imagine a bunch of clowns wearing, like, suits, but they're still in their clown makeup, and they're trying to act like they're doing reporting. You're like, guys, guys this doesn't work. Well, and it's like the contrast doesn't work either. Like, you know, they've got those people like Wolf Blitzer and John King are supposed to be, like, these hard news people, <clears throat> and they're on a... Cr- I mean, essentially, like a crazy conspiracy, hoax-filled television. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it doesn't it doesn't work. Meanwhile, like MSNBC is going with Joy Reid. Like she's just, nuts. Everybody knows she's nuts. Like they're not even trying. You look at what what Don Lemon did with that audio clip, very clearly making it seem like he was quitting in a desperate bid. You you know you know that bet happened. I bet they were like, Don, your your ratings are down seventy seven percent. Like nobody's watching. And he was like, Well, maybe people don't know it's my show. Maybe people need to know it's Don Lemon. You're right. Let's change the name from CNN Tonight with Don Lemon to Don, Don Lemon Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Like, that's their big play. Yep. Uh, okay. That's, you know, okay. I forgot where I was going before, but clearly the strategy makes no sense. The ratings are in the gutter, and that was what they thought was going to attract people. Well, but I mean, but again, they built an entire brand around Trump. I mean, no one was watching CNN before Trump. You go back and you look at the ratings pre-Trump. Yeah. CNN's ratings were absolutely in the in the garbage. I mean, they were they were absolutely terrible because, to their credit, for a few years CNN tried to be this place somewhere in between Fox News and MSNBC, and they realized in an increasingly polarized society there was no room to kind of be the middle guy. So instead, they just went dove all in, you know, into hating it, Trump. You mentioned this when we were talking about satire, that it says something when Snopes needs to constantly debunk the Babylon Bee yeah. about CNN's type you know, audience. Here's what happens. Tucker Carlson, his ratings went down for sure. It still isn't like three million or whatever. In the key demo, he's still – I think he's in the high you know, six, fig, uh, six figures. So everybody's ratings took a hit, literally everybody's, for obvious reasons. I mean you had this massive election. Everybody's going to go down. But MSNBC and, and CNN went down more than, like, all the other networks, more than all the YouTube channels. I mean, a lot of people on YouTube and podcasts are doing better. Ratings are going up. So what happened was Tucker, for instance, he is, he's, the, he's the highest rated because, I, for one, I think he's a smart guy. I think he does a really good job. Yep. And as for the other CNN personalities, Fox is like an oasis in a desert. You can go to any one of these networks, NBC, ABC, whatever, and, and hear the same garbled nonsense 
One of my favorite examples of how garbled the nonsense was is during the the, the, the uh, Mueller. No, no, this is the Ukraine stuff. Gordon Sondland, that's that his name, right? Sondland. Yeah. He had said that Trump said no quid pro quo, but he thinks Trump wanted it. What did Fox News say? Quote, Sondland, quote, no quid pro quo. Literally a quote. I can accept that, whether you infer something else from it. Every other network, Sondland confirms quid pro quo. <laughs> so, so, so Fox is this oasis in the desert for people. They want to watch something they know. CNN and MSNBC leaned in as hard as they could into building a, a network off of people who hate Trump. That won't last once Trump is gone. It says a lot about the two different culture war, you know, parent bubbles, whatever their, you know, smaller bubbles are, libertarian, conservative, whatever, versus like left is liberal. The, the, the liberal voters only cared about hating Trump. And that's the only thing that kept them together as a voting bloc. And that, that's why this honeymoon is going to be so quick for Joe Biden, because the sad reality for him is, is there's no cohesive policy like group behind him, like whether you love Trump or hated Trump, Trump in 2017 when he got inaugurated, people knew what it was Trump for. He was for building a wall. You know, he was for negotiating new trade deals. He was for making America great again. You know, like all of these things he was for. Biden voters only cared about one thing: I hate Trump. And so now you're seeing all these internal divisions with the Democratic Party over actual policy stuff, and realizing they have no cohesive argument. Because their entire election was predicated on simply hating Trump. Now let's talk about the leftists. Hey, I'm, I'm getting some uh, some feedback that the audio is very low. Very low. We're having some problems with audio. Guys, we just had an audio technician in today, so we're kind of working with the new setup. Um, some people are saying that you're coming in too quiet, maybe to turn the gain up. Other people are suggesting to refresh your stream, and that might fix it on your end. Yeah, because our, on our end, the uh, the mixer shows that it's coming in normally. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a flood of comments in the chat talking about the audio. I'm seeing about 50-50 people saying it's fine and people saying it's low. It could be a, one of those things you just need to get used to as well. But, or yeah, we are tweaking it. it. Yeah, refresh it for sure. Yeah. We can, uh, you can turn the master up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do that. Or the gain. Someone suggested mm -hmm. turning up the oh, yeah. gain. How's, How's that? Oh, that's louder. Is that true? Hey. Oh, <laughs> I got a lot louder. Yeah, I can turn everybody down a little bit. In <laughs> Thanks. Phones. There we well, go. Well, we're we're actually we should turn that way down. That might help. Yeah, there we go. All See? right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, we'll have, we'll have to. Uh, apologies for everybody. We'll have to uh, sort it because we are trying to get the audio fixed, and I don't know. It's just uh, you have to do it in order to hear the audio and then get the feedback to fix it. So yep, yep. everybody was, everyone was complaining before that we had like uh, our audio levels would, you'd, would like fluctuate. <laughs> and so we're like, we got to get someone to come in and standardize it. And so now people are probably like noticing the audio it's, is, is different. It's just different. All right. It looks yeah. like you fixed it. Woo. Wow. And the comments are coming in. Yeah. It sounds better. I, don't, no, right. I didn't really do anything. Just, just tweaked it a little bit. Yeah. Such a minor thing. I, I did what I could. Well, we appreciate Hope this it. works for you guys. <laughs> we got it. Type one if it sounds great in chat. There you go. Perfect. Anyway, back to what we were talking <laughs> really about. Let's not. talk about uh, the leftists because, believe it or not, there's a difference between liberals and leftists. And a lot of people don't really differentiate. And I think it's because liberals and leftists voted together. Yep. And now that Trump's gone, they're not going to. But here's you, – you, you hate to see it. Oh, these poor young 20-something DSA types. Hmm. A lot of these people who are democratic socialists – this is their first foray into politics. They're in their early 20s. You know, we've had some people here on the show, and, you know, I'll be talking to them, and I'll, the left, these leftists, and I'll say, you know, look, during the Obama era, you had with Occupy Wall Street, blah, 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 and I'll say a bunch of things, and they'll go, I was 10. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you were 10 years old. Huh? Like, yeah, so I have no idea what that is. I'm like, okay. 
So they, they come into this thinking Joe Biden is their path towards getting what they want, not realizing that's not true. It's never been true. It's been 50 years, but they have no political experience, but they can vote. So what do we get now? Over on CNBC, student debt forgiveness isn't in Biden's annual budget. Here's why experts say that's not surprising. Well, this expert says that's not surprising because Biden is duplicitous and the Democrats lie in order to get elected. Not like Republicans don't, but Democrats do it. So all of these young DSA people thought they were going to get student loan forgiveness. They were like, we want $50,000. And then Biden was like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And then they voted for him. And then he's like, well, we'll probably just do $10,000. And then he's like, now we're getting you nothing. Well, by the way, do these young DSA types think that, like, Cindy McCain and all the establishment Republicans who couldn't vote for Trump and were voting for Biden, do you think they were voting for that agenda? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. This is this is not surprising to anybody who's been paying attention. Well, we all know that Bill Crystal's a huge fan of student debt forgiveness. Oh, right. oh absolutely. It's a exactly number one issue. Like, yeah. and, and Joe Walsh and uh, Adam Kinzinger and all of these oh, uh, yeah. other rhinos, they, they vote Democrat all the time because conservatives— became socialists or is it because the establishment is the party of the ultra wealthy and they're going to sell you out to gain political power and hey you don't gotta like trump but at least trump was like a molotov cocktail in the system well and by, what, yeah. by the way that's look i'm no i'm no fan of bernie sanders and i'm no fan of bernie sanders policies but the one thing i'll appreciate about bernie sanders is i actually think he believes in what he says now i think most of that stuff is completely insane but I respect the fact that he actually will walk the walk. I don't think so. I used to think that. I used to be a fan of Bernie back in 2015, 16. And then he started flip-flopping. You know, so he went up on stage, one of the most famous moments, and he said, if you're white, you don't know what it's like to be poor. I'm like, okay, that's a weird departure from where Bernie (laughs) used to be when he was, like, fighting for unions in the working class. Now he's espousing woke garbage that makes no sense. And he endorsed Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, ah, okay, he's got no spine. You know, Bernie might, might you know, believe these things, but a jellyfish with good ideas is still a jellyfish. Now I'm not right. going to vote for it. No, and I'm, I'm, look, I'm not saying the, the DSA types would have been disappointed with Bernie because Bernie would have run a campaign that would have been trying to attract those suburban women voters who just couldn't bring themselves to voting for Donald Trump. Um, which, by the way, I, I'm proposing a constitutional <laughs> amendment that suburban women can no longer vote yes <laughs> it would it would automatically only suburban women only suburban women it would fix <laughs> so, both, both parties would be fixed immediately awesome. so it's so it's not as 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 what is it the 19th it's yeah, not it's as not it's, quite. Yeah, yeah it's not as extreme as when people say Repo- no but if you're getting just just if you're getting your political opinions by watching bravo like if, if that like and it's fine fine watch bravo but if that if that's where you're getting your political opinions from i think you really shouldn't be voting i mean you know, I, I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Are you familiar with the Starship, Tro- Starship Troopers? Mm-hmm. So we, we've brought that up a lot, service guarantee citizenship. And I used to be like, no, 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 people need to vote. But the Democrats go too far with it, right? They want everyone to be able to, like, sit in their, sit in their chairs, eyes half open, and then a guy drops a letter on their, on their chest, and they go, uh, just stamp, and then they hand it back. Like, there's got to be some effort involved. But now the more that I think about it, I'm like, there's got to be some skin in the game for voting. Because what happens is people will move into, you know, a city. They'll, they'll, they'll live in New York. New York falls to crap. So they'll move somewhere where it's nice, vote for crap, it falls to crap, and then they leave again. You effectively have a group of people that act like, you know, they go from place to place, destroying it, and yeah. then leaving. And then it's really difficult to repair things politically. Like most machines, it's really easy to break. It's really hard to fix. Well, and it, fundamentally, you, you'd think this would be easy. I mean, if you're leaving New Jersey and New York because you hate New Jersey and New York, 
mean, it's not because you've suddenly decided that you can't stand the weather anymore or that you, you don't like the, the corner deli. It's because you hate the way that the state's been run into the ground. So, so, yeah, move to Texas if you want, but don't vote for the same kind of politicians who ruined New York. And that's what we're seeing all across the, the country. Every one of these censuses where they're showing like, oh, well, North Carolina's adding people, Florida's adding people, Georgia's adding people. It makes me nervous. Because they're not moving from West Virginia, <laughs> you know. Well, they're, people people are leaving West Virginia, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I, they, they 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 lost a ton of of. Uh, Is that a good thing? I think it might be a good thing, as long as it. Ke- I mean, I don't, who are the kind? Of, so so I read this story from I think it was the AP, and it was like West Virginia saw the biggest exodus of any state. Yes. And I was reading, it and people were saying like, "I'm sick of being in this place where they just want guns and blah." I'm like, ooh. Those people are leaving? Hmm. That's good news. Though I'll, I'll say this about West Virginia. And I told you, I live a mile from West Virginia. I walk into West Virginia from my backyard. Um, I think it's interesting when you find these enclaves of like progressivism in a place like West Virginia. They realize they have to live with their neighbors. They realize that they're vastly outnumbered. Like Conservatives are tolerant of liberals that they disagree with. You know, you go to... Harpers Ferry, you go to Berkeley Springs, you go to Thomas, West Virginia, or Davis. There are all kinds of little enclaves of progressivism, and it's completely and totally accepted by the conservatives who run the state. Yeah. Go to places like D.C. and try to walk around with a Make America Great mm-hmm. Again hat on. Like, it ain't going to happen. Like, well, this is this is actually a problem conservatives have. They, the, the, they're uh, unfortunately too tolerant. Yeah, that's, no. and that's true. The Democrats will try and claim that the, the Republicans are fascists and racist, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I see these memes from the left where they're like Republicans, they'll lie, cheat, and steal to gain power, and I'm like, they they haven't had any power in how long? And they, they just don't do anything, and they won't do those things. Look. Nancy Pelosi will, will use whatever tools are available to her, even if they cross the line, even if they're an abuse of power. I mean, look, her deciding to, to strip the committee assignments from Marjorie Taylor Greene for things that she said, not since she was in Congress, but things that she said before she got elected. The voters who elected her knew what she said, and the Democrats decide to take, you know, to strip her of her committee assignments. If a Republican did that, People would be up in arms. No, no whoa, Republican whoa, whoa, whoa. would ever do that. What if a Democrat said offensive things while they were in Congress? Huh. Like, uh, I don't know, Ilhan Omar. <laughs> Ilhan Omar. Or, or Maxine so, Waters, who's been pushing crazy conspiracy theories for decades. Republicans are, are, are too weak, man. The Republican politicians, they're... they're I don't remember who said this, but they're more concerned about the opinion of the New York Times than they are of their own constituents. Absolutely. So what happens is Nancy Pelosi shrieks and her hair stands on end like she's like floating around like a banshee. And everyone's just like, you know, terrified. And then when Ilhan Omar does something, she calms down and, well, you know, let's be reasonable. And the Republicans are like, that's not fair. Anyway, is that is that it? There's no screech, screeching banshees on the Republican side who are going to float around and scream. So well, again, it's and by the way, this was this was a, I, I love President Trump, but this was a Trump fault. You you hit the nail on the head. Too many Republicans care about what the New York Times says about him. It's like Trump would be talking to Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. Yep. And I'm like, why are you talking to Maggie Haberman? Like, the, she hates you pathologically. <laughs> she despises you. She will never write a good story about you. It's and yet he still would because he wanted. To see that good story, it's like sad cringe. It's like it is. these uh, th- these Republicans are desperate to be accepted by the establishment political class. So they they beg the New York Times. I know you're woke, but I'll pretend to be woke a little bit. 
Not all of them. There's a handful of good ones. So we recently saw Thomas Massey, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They refused to wear masks. Nancy Pelosi fined Marjorie Taylor Greene 500 bucks, then 2500 bucks. Yet she's on video in the White House with no mask on, hugging people and everyone. Nobody's wearing masks. They're all partying. This is the problem. The Democrats have double standards. If they didn't have double standards, they'd have none at all. And the Republicans don't do anything. No, no, absolutely not. speed bumps for Democrats. Absolutely. And, and by the way, look, when I heard Pelosi give her explanation for why that she was not going to remove the mask mandate, she said it's a, you know, a question of, of the honor system. And am I just going to trust that these people have gotten vaccinated? Here's the thing. You don't have to worry. The CDC said if you've gotten vaccinated, you don't have to worry about unvaccinated people. So here's Nancy Pelosi standing there saying something that contradicts her, you know, the science, the science of all these people talking about, like, we had to follow the science, follow the science. Again, if Trump had said something like that, it would be nonstop coverage for three days about how Trump is ignoring the science. Nancy Pelosi says it and the media just brushes it off. There was a study done in France and uh, TechCrunch wrote about it. It was this uh, little known drug called hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> and Trump just passively said, the study is looking very great. You know, it's looking good. Maybe we'll see something. And the media went nuts. Donald Trump is recommending medicine. Oh, no, people are going to die. Bro, there's people outside of 7-Elevens giving vaccines. And I'm like, hold on, man. If you're going to undergo any kind of medical procedure, albeit a minor one, like a vaccine, go to your doctor first. Because, you know, I was reading about some kid who had an, had an allergic reaction or something. Or was like, you know, was told by his doctor, he'd be like, be careful. I forgot what it was. Something to do with eggs. I don't know. And uh, there's, 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 there's a video where, like, these army guys walk into a 7-Eleven and then just, like, give the guy behind the counter a vaccine. And I'm like, you were complaining about Donald Trump. Talking about news from TechCrunch. And now this is going on. Can't you just say vaccines are great? Go talk to your doctor to figure out what's best for you. They don't do that. No. They, they will smear Trump and attack him in the most extreme ways and claim Trump's had to inject bleach in your veins. And then they'll, and then they'll come out and like do the exact opposite. We don't got fighters, though, man. No, we don't. And, and by the way, we, we never have. And, and, and the only good side of that is that's how we ended up with Trump. We ended up with Trump because after decades of not having fighters, the base said, okay, who's the one candidate that they, won't, they don't want us to vote for? Trump. <laughs> that's that's do, the guy do, they, do, they all hate. So we're going to give them the one guy they say we can't vote for. Do you remember the Michael Moore speech from 2016? Which one was that? So Michael Moore's speech, he said that... You know, Donald Trump walks into these auto manufacturers and he says, if you move your cars overseas, I will I will tax you 30 percent and no one will ever buy your car again. And the people of Michigan heard that. And that's the first time anyone ever stood up to these companies. And so people, they saw Trump, you know, now, now I'm paraphrasing that people saw Trump as the biggest F you to the establishment, a yep. human Molotov cocktail be thrown in the system. And he was. And the system, boy, did they react. They, they, they flipped out. Look, I always tell people I voted for Trump. There's a lot of policy things that I voted for Trump based on. But even bigger than that, I voted for him to be the wrecking ball taken to the system. Like, and he accomplished it in spades. He completely and totally exposed the media. He exposed the establishment of the Republican Party. He exposed the dirty way that politics has been played in this country for decades and decades and decades. And we're never going to go back. We're, like the 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 base of the Republican Party that voted for Trump, Trump let all the monkeys out of our cages, and they're never going to be able to put us back again. Let, let's let's talk about the establishment. Let's talk about this story from the Hill. So the Hill 
is described by NewsGuard as an 80 out of 100 in terms of credibility. They don't regu- they don't regularly collect, uh, correct their errors, and they don't disclose their financing. But for the most part, they're a very, very reputable outlet. Fauci bombshell. Not convinced COVID-19 developed naturally outside Wuhan lab. Interesting. I seem to recall a a president. What was his name? He was orange. He had the weird hair. <laughs> Donald Trump, who said they were investigating this theory, and then um, it was it was it was the um this one paper of of of, of merit and repute. That says democracy dies in darkness that claimed over and over again it was a conspiracy theory and CNN and Reuters and a bunch of all these other outlets alluded to or insinuated or outright said lab leak is a conspiracy theory. Right wing media sites, blah, blah, blah. Why? Because Donald Trump said it. It was a story in the Washington Post I remember reading. That actually said, questions rise about a potential lab leak. There was a story in the Daily Mail which said something similar. And then Donald Trump had to open his mouth, and the media, they, as we were talking about with Don Lemon, they built themselves off of, I, I can just imagine it. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise, and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. You're sitting in the editorial meeting. It's like, so uh, it's 9 a.m. and you walk in and there's President Zucker. All right, guys, what's in the news today? Well, we got this interesting story about a potential uh, lab leak that COVID may have come from a lab. Really? Wow. Now, run with it. That's a huge story. What else we got? Uh, Donald Trump said the lab leak. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. He runs out, catches the guy. No, 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 no. Don't run that story. Don't run that story. Come back. Come back to the meeting. Then go back in. Okay. Uh, Donald Trump pushed unhinged conspiracy theory. Roll it. So all of a sudden, stories that were either based in fact, this is the craziest thing. Donald Trump would read the news. You know, Ian Crossland does backflip. Then he'd go out and be like, this guy, Ian, you see him? This Ian does a backflip. It's amazing. And they'll be like, Ian does front flip. Trump lies. And you're just like, what? What? what, what is this? That's what they built themselves off of. So now we have Fauci. I think this is his, what, his 10th or 12th flip-flop? Fauci has, you, you could make a video. This is Someone should do this if you're listening. Someone do this. Take all the video clips of Fauci advocating a position. And then put it next to Fauci advocating the opposite position and have him debate himself. So, um, Latterith Crowder actually did that. Oh, he did it! Oh. Yeah, put it into a clip. They beat us to it. I know. There you Great. go. Yeah. Well, what's, what's so amazing is, is that it, it, you know, it hasn't just been, you know, Fauci. I mean, Kamala Harris was talking about how she wasn't sure whether she would take the vaccine that was developed under Trump. And then they have the audacity to be talking about, we've got these vaccine skeptic people. Oh, really? Really? You spent the last year telling people it would be five, ten years before we got a vaccine. If it was before then, then it probably wasn't going to be trustworthy because Trump can't be trusted. Now they want people to completely and totally forget about that and say, you got to go out and you got to get your vaccine. Well, now they want people to be drunk. 
Right. Like, yeah, go, go to the bar and give them free beer or yeah. it's out in front of a 7-Eleven. It's like, mm. okay. I do find it funny that, that, that a lot of the people who are opposed to the vaccine were Trump supporters or are Trump supporters. And then a lot of the people who are getting it won't give Trump credit for doing the job. It, to be fair, a lot of people always bring up you can support them producing a vaccine, but still think it should be a choice. Like the doctor should decide. Yeah, but, they, people, that, but that not. wasn't. But that's not what they were saying during the the campaign. They were saying that Trump was lying to people about right. getting a vaccine. We were never going to have a vaccine by January of 2021. We had Kamala Harris out there talking about how. It, who knows if it'd be safe? I'm not sure whether I would trust. And wasn't uh, it wasn't it Biden too? Like Biden, Kamala, like Cuomo? They had all been like, I don't know. You got to wait for the science. I think I think a bunch of Democrats came out and said it. Oh, absolutely. Because I started tweeting that they were anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. Well, but this is essentially their entire all of their positions were dictated by, as you pointed out, what Trump said. If Trump had actually come out and said, you want to know what? Vaccines are going to be bad. They would have been telling us we're going to have a vaccine tomorrow. It's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like they're, everything that they – all of their positions were premised on whatever Donald Trump was for. It, it's By the way, it's why the Democratic Party has had this bizarre flip-flop on suddenly becoming the party of foreign intervention all over the world mm-hmm. it, be, because Trump was against foreign interventionism. So, so, so now Bill Kristol feels at home. In the new Democratic Party. I got to give a shout out to the Babylon Bee again, because we have this satirical, satirical article. Article, ingenious move. Trump supports impeachment, forcing <laughs> Democrats to oppose. It, again, Isn't that really what it was? Again, that, that seems like insane, but it also hits so close to home. I mean, it, so, th- so this Fauci thing about the lab leak is, in my opinion, it shouldn't be news. Fauci is a very dumb and dangerous person. He he was the one who. For, hold on, I'm, let me slow down. Fauci lied about masks. This is a, this is a fact that Fauci has admitted to. That early on he told people not to wear masks. This this is the I, I love this. He then came out later and said, "Well, you know, we wanted people to to not buy the masks so that the the medical professionals could have them. Why do medical professionals need masks?" Why, why do they? Why do the medical professionals need the ma- professionals need those masks? Anybody? So, so they don't breathe pathogens into open wounds while they're doing surgery. So, so because of COVID, right? They, like, they don't want to pass disease. But why do they need more than they already have? Why? Why was it so important that we get all of these masks not to the people but to the medical professionals? This, so the, this, the, the insinuation is the medical professionals needed more masks than usual. Right. What was happening that was alarming everybody that made us think doctors needed more masks? This is why I didn't there was like a, there was a pandemic. The yeah. There was a pandemic going on. Now, how do you prevent the pandemic? You get regular people to wear masks. So if Fauci came out and said you should all be wearing your masks right away then the doctors would not have needed so many because people wouldn't be dying in hospitals because they didn't have masks. Fauci admitted he wanted the doctors to have them because he's a moron, because he doesn't understand cause and effect. And now all of these people line up as though his word is gospel. Let me just reiterate that. If from the beginning Fauci said, just wear a mask, the doctors would not have needed as many because there would be less sick people in hospitals. He lied, people died, and it contributed to the overwhelming of the system. This guy is a moron who thinks he's smart, and all he does is he repeats what the news said, but two days later. I've made that point since since the mask thing reversal happened. I was like, is this guy just coming out and repeating what he saw on CNN two days ago? And now here we are again. We have this story about Fauci saying, I, you know, I'm not convinced 
the virus, you know, originated naturally. Oh, is it because the news broke in the past few months that lab leak was a real potential? And now Fauci flip-flops again? My favorite, my favorite, my absolute favorite. Fauci is on its show. And he gets asked, should people wear double mask, two masks? And he goes, it's just common sense that if you want to layer and you have to, it would provide more protection. Then he goes on another show. There's no data suggesting two masks is, is better and it is not being recommended. And then a few days, like 10 days later, the CDC recommends two masks. The dude is so dumb. He is on every side of the debate and he is responsible for many people in cities being dead because he said, don't wear masks for a stupid reason. Well, and by the way, look, it's not just around mass that people ignored the science, that, that Fauci and our overlords ignored the science. I mean, from the very beginning, we knew that, that the, the survivability rate from COVID was incredibly high, that people who were at most the most at risk were the elderly and people who had multiple comorbidities. From the very beginning, our effort should have been to protect those people. A, a tw- what did Cuomo do? He put, he put those people in the worst situation possible, said, hey, sick, let's shove them, shove them back into uh, you know, rest homes, and we'll get other people sick, and more people will die. We, we had uh, Janice Dean on. Oh, she's so good. But you know about her, her, uh, yeah. her in-laws. Yeah, her, she lost both of her in-laws. Because uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, I quote, Cuomo murdered those people. Yep. He was advised this would kill people. He had the option to use the Javits Center or, what was it, the Mercy? Yep. That he didn't do it. Because he didn't want to help Trump. Of course, absolutely, absolutely. New York was New York was struggling, and Trump, being the executive, you know, sent things to New York at the Javits Center at the you know, with the mercy that they never used. They didn't, and again because politics was more important than people's lives. Doesn't this constitute? You know, there there was this uh, Princeton professor years ago said we're in a cold civil war. We refer to it as the culture war, but we refer to it as war because people have, uh, well, there's cold war and there's hot war and people have been killed and there has been a lot of violence. But we're not at a point where it's like a traditional hot war where there's like armed factions or anything. But maybe it's because we're becoming too blind to what conflict actually looks like. Maybe conflict looks like a governor knowingly putting sick people in nursing homes, killing 15,000 people. Maybe warfare looks like Democrats advocating for the secession of the West Coast. This is John Podesta reported by the Boston Globe if Donald Trump wins. Maybe this is the media lying. Maybe this is Fauci flip-flopping. Maybe it is your political leaders willing to let you die for political power. And it's two different factions. There's a bunch of smaller sub-factions within the parent factions. Unfortunately for those that oppose the Democrats, the Republicans are mostly a bunch of jellyfish flopping around doing nothing. So instead, we sit here and watch as Cuomo literally, knowingly puts sick people in nursing homes, resulting in 15,000 dead. And the dude gets a book deal. And an an Emmy. And an Emmy. He won an Emmy. There's no justice. No, no. And by the way, like, look, this guy is still like, first off, what he did with the the nursing home scandal is absolutely unbelievable. You'd think that any decent governor would resign. How many women now have come out and claimed some and Wolf? Yeah, like there's, there's no there's no there's no accountability. And Democrats learned a long time ago. They don't have to be accountable. The media is not going to hold them accountable. So if the media is not going to hold them accountable, why should they why should they bother? Ralph Northam is still the governor of Virginia. <laughs> He's out there, you know Terry McCall's out there touting his endorsement and this is the guy who is in the either in blackface or in the KKK outfit. Yeah, like, which one? I don't yeah. think it matters. I think either way the guy's got to get out of there, but they don't care. Yeah, no. Donald Trump no, he's the racist. Right, yes. Not the guy, not the governor who, you know, his nickname in uh, undergrad was Coon Man. <sighs> that was his nickname, Coon Man. 
And then, by the way, you remember, after he admitted that it was him, then 24 hours later he came out and said, actually, I thought about it some more. I don't think it actually was me. But there was this other time that I did blackface, but that was just <laughs> right. a party. And I'm like, is this for real? I was like, man, this guy's done. Like, nope. 24 hours. No, 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 no. It's tribalism. Yeah. It is so deeply tribal that socialists have aligned themselves with the 1%, the wealthy elites, because they hate Donald Trump. It is the most insane thing. I mean, think about it. The, the, the Occupy Wall Street people, not all of them because it kind of split, but many of those activists are, are voting for Joe Biden. I'm like, yo, you guys protested that dude. I was there. I watched you protest that dude. Now you're voting for him. Yep. Well, because Trump is worse. What? Didn't you want to, like, shake the system up and challenge the establishment? Donald Trump is a bull in a china shop. No, no, no. Trump is bad. He's a fascist. Whatever, man. The, the, these, the, it's, it's been absolutely ridiculous for me to see these old activists who protested the 1% supporting you know, like the, the Lincoln Project, David Frum, Bill Kristol. Like these, these Republicans are getting support from, from socialists. <laughs> well, and, and, and by the way, like Wonderful. George W. Bush is now adored by the left <laughs> and the media. This was Chimpy McHitler, remember? Yeah. Like all these people, all, all these innocent children died in the Middle East because, you know, uh, Bush wanted a war for oil. Apparently that's all's forgiven now. As long as you, as long as you hate Trump, all is forgiven. And now, and now, you know, what we're going to get from these, they're, they're, you know, I said something about uh, Democrats being dumb on Twitter. There was a story from MSNBC that said the GOP you know, pushes Bill to make teaching the history of slavery, you know, illegal or to ban the teaching of slavery. And I'm like, clearly, that's not real. Of course. The actual story is critical race theory, which is an ideology, which is not fact. And these people watch MSNBC and they believe it. And that's like, you know, the QAnon people believe insane things. Like, I'll tell you, absolutely. Every, I remember, like, every day after the election, I'd have people being like, dude, I'm telling you, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, come up, like, where are you at, bro? I'm like, no, 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 it's actually tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, it's tomorrow, permanently. But they're not institutional, they don't have massive power, they're not holding up infrastructure. MSNBC is mainstream. They're pumping these fee- these people full of insane lies. So that's a good thing the ratings are collapsing. But it still leaves us holding this bag. We got this story from Human Events, breaking from Jack Posobiec. Oh. Leaked State Department memo indicates official support for Black Lives Matter agenda. Do you want to know what one of their agenda items is? Disrupting the nuclear family. Is that part of the Biden administration? I mean, the dude's already a racist, according to federal courts. Right. He's Biden. This is the, this is the craziest thing. The Biden administration has implemented relief pro, re, relief funds for restaurants. Only if you're not white, though. If you're white, back of the line. So what happened is this one guy sues. The problem? They already gave out billions of dollars. So they have decided illegally violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act and unconstitutionally to give money on the basis of race. And you can sue them and you can stop them, but they already did it. So what? Well, and by the way, Biden is the greatest Trojan horse ever. And here's why. They got the oldest, whitest guy in the entire (laughs) world to be the one who's out there pushing critical race theory and official support for Black Lives Matter because Joe Biden's not running this show. You know, I mean, and the, the the scary thing to me is, and this like this sounds like such a crazy conspiracy theorist. The crazy thing to me is, like, I know that Joe Biden's not running this show, and I know Kamala Harris isn't running this show. 
So, so I'm always stuck with who's actually making decisions in this because there's really insidious stuff that's happening. Somebody is being very effective at their job. Well, we just don't know who it is. But uh, maybe not. Could it be that Joe Biden is so pathetic and weak that Black Lives Matter stuff can just waltz right in? Yeah, but, but like somebody, the way that this, somebody's making these decisions. Somebody is saying at some level, institutionally, let's make this part of this. I think, you know, so the the, the alternative. And it doesn't have to be one person who's in charge, by the way. But the the alternative to the conspiracy theory is the standalone complex, which is a bunch of people doing the same thing yeah. that looks like a conspiracy. Yeah. I really do think that it's not so much that we're looking at a nucleus in control, because Biden certainly does not exude nucleus in control. I think we're looking at the opposite, a fracturing and confusion. And the only thing people know is what's in the news. And the news is woke, woke, woke. So they're just like, woke, woke, I guess. And But it's also kind of like a Mexican standoff. So you have a lot of people who probably hate wokeness. But they're scared of speaking out because they think they'll get canceled. Yep. So what you have is 100 people in a room all going, I, I, I'm woke, I'm woke. But deep down, they're all anti-woke. But they're scared other people are woke. You see what it is? Yep. So I don't, I, don't, I don't see it as a grand conspiracy because it's too ridiculous well, and it, nonsensical. Well, and in a way, this may be the opposite side of the coin that Trump had when it came to staffing. Trump's number one issue was staffing. He relied on the establishment think tanks in D.C. to fill out his, like, mid-level and low-level political appointees. The result was a whole bunch of people who didn't believe Trump, who didn't like Trump, and who took it upon themselves to run their own little fiefdoms. The Biden administration, the progressives may have just done a really great job at making sure their people are the people who got right. hired. The, people, the true believers ended up there, you know? Yep. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the Rahm Emanuel disciples who are in charge in the Biden administration. I, I called it, uh, I liken it to fire in that it's just an expansive, uh, expansive, chaotic, and destructive force that once it grabs onto something that can fuel its fire, it does. So it's fairly random. And it's spreading into the military. It's spreading into the State Department, to the Federal Reserve, which is like one of the weirdest stories. Do we have that? We, yeah. yeah, we have that one right here. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Senate Republicans expand investigation into woke mission creep of Federal Reserve. Now that is the scariest thing. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. And Ian, Ian, you, he knows this. You, you can complain about the government being woke, and we can argue about it. Oh, this is bad. When the Federal Reserve gets woke, You're then in I start. Trouble. Yeah, then I'm getting yeah, worried. Exactly. Like, You're in trouble. Yeah. Makes me think that it is intentional. I keep thinking about the Great Reset and the Bank of International Settlements, which basically oversees the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the Bank of Australia, and like it's it's not a no government has any oversight of what these organizations are doing. The Great Reset has blatantly said that they want to I don't know how you describe it, but destroy the economic order and reinstill a new world where we own nothing and that we're all kind of subservient and everything's given to us on loan by some some greater that light just is popping on and off. I don't know if that matters. Yeah, what up? Um, Ian, Ian, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, I hope that that's not the case, but dear Lord. Uh, and it seems like they're sowing dissent within the United States to break it up because the greatest resistance I, to I just, that is this liberty that we've got. I just don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it's there's no more strong leaders. There's no more social and moral cohesion. And so... It's, I, 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 I don't think there's a strong, powerful cabal of people that want to break it apart. I think it's a bunch of people grabbing, you know, money from the vault as the building's on fire. 
I I would refer to that Time Magazine article that specifically the shadow said campaign a cabal of people <laughs> that are intentionally <laughs> fortifying the, the election. Does. Well, well I, I'll say this much: my my colleague Brent Hamashek at uh, Human Events wrote a really awesome article about how we're now all dissidents. The conservatives were were dissidents, and he, he's got this great thing where everybody always talks about like, well, there's more of us than them. Who cares that there's yeah. more of us than them? Because they control all of the the levers of power in this country. Big business is run by the left. Academia is run by the left. Pop culture is run by the left. Like they they are in control of everything. So it doesn't take a conspiracy theory. What it takes is is it takes a hand, it takes a, a group of people who are all thinking the same way, who also happen to occupy the most powerful positions in the country. I mean, we always talk about, like, Fox News. That's great. We have, like, one Fox News. Compare what the – and Fox News does great. But compare, like, what Fox News' viewership is to what all the other left-wing media outlets are. And then you realize Fox looks like this, and all of the left-wing organizations look like that. I mean, it it is – it's a – it is – I think we've been lulled into this sense of believing that because there's more of us than them, that that somehow is going to save us, and it's not. So Ian's certainly not a conservative, and not really. Sometimes I I depends I, on the situation. I don't. I don't think there's a sane argument for saying you're a conservative. I can certainly you know, say you have libertarian I overlap support, with like, conservatives. The death penalty—that's kind of a conservative. Really? View. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I'm, I'm hardcore when it comes to military discipline and stuff. Wow, I didn't realize the hippie Ian hippie guy was like kill them all. Let's <laughs> be authoritarian out, Tim. Um, this episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I don't know. I, I'm just. I don't think of myself as liberal, or I'm both liberal in certain situations in, which need it, and conservative when we want conservation and and to maintain. Well, my, retain. My, my point is, uh, conservatives certainly call me left wing, but left wings call me conservative because obviously I'm kind of in the middle. And so the conservatives actually have allies with disaffected liberals and moderates. Liberal people who have actually watched the news, surprise, surprise, end up joining like the the likes of the intellectual dark web or becoming fans of it. But most of these people just watch MSNBC. Now, here's the problem. There may be more of us on the freedom and individualism side than the constructivism, collectivism side. However, if we got a 100 people on this side, of which 20 have spines, and they have 40 people on that side, of which 30 have spines, they're going to win those battles. Over and over and over again. I, I can't tell you how many celebrities I've talked to who are like, well, actually, I can't. It's probably like 10 or 12, who are like, I, you know, I believe everything you say. I'm a big fan of the show, but I can't speak up because I'll lose everything. And I'm like, then you don't deserve anything. Correct. You get to, you get to, what you're saying is, when you tell me this, guys, when you call me, you tell me this, you're telling me that you're okay extracting value from the system to live lavishly. Because let's be real, you guys are rich. You're not suffering like the average American, and you won't give up your silver spoon to save your own country. Fine. Then you don't deserve it. And what, what, what's, what, what is anyone going to do? Because they'll certainly wield the power. Not, not only do the leftist celebrities wield the power, but even leftist celebrities who also don't like it will just toe the line if it means cash in the bank. 
Yeah, and also afraid that they'll come for them. I mean, look, look at how many times that the, the left has eaten one of their own. They'll, they'll do it, you know? I mean, the, the, yeah. the, 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 they have no problem sacrificing one of their own if it means it keeps 100 more of them in line. Man, it's like, who would want to be part of the Borg? You know? The metaphor I keep thinking is the Russian, the World War II, the Russians, and the Germans. And there were so many more Russians, as far as I know. But, and there were so much fewer Germans, but they had better technology. Whereas you see these people on the left have access to the media. They have the better technology. They have the, the tanks, the Blitzkrieg. And then all these other people are, are you know, technologically maybe in less, less empowered. The Russians only won that war. Well, it's complicated. But they were allies, external allies. And they also won by war of attrition. By, this is, by destroying what they love, burning their own towards, cities to the ground. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, it's, it's, they, it's, they it's, could suffer the most losses in the war. So yeah. it's not. It's the Zep Brannigan strategy <laughs> that sending wave after wave of your own men until you just overrun the enemy. They, they were like mass produced trash tanks. The, the, the communist method was really just let the people die, just, just mowing people into it. The, the capitalist and American strategy was have the efficient machine, have the efficient strategy, so we have air superiority and nuclear bombs. That means we minimize the risk to ourselves. The communists load them all up and send them out and just sacrifice wave after wave of your own they didn't, they didn't right. care. Just grind them all up. <laughs> just grind them all it up. Worked. So it did. It's <laughs> not pretty. For, for, only, for only some amount of time, a certain amount of time, though. Yeah. It may not be a good metaphor because if, if the people on the right were the, the, the communists, it's just this ridiculous outside-of-the-box metaphor, but like the cancel culture thing of just like keep going with it, keep saying what might get you banned online, and then they keep one by one taking these people out. It, it's just... I think I, I think this metaphor is not good. Well, it's only it's only. It's, <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It's only a matter of time uh, because they control the, the institutions till everybody's been. So what? You crashed the code. The allies cracked the code. That that gave them some. Google, some, Facebook, Twitter. They are slowly making excuses to purge people, and they have. It, it's this is what happens when you have a a religion that is violent, oppressive, and extreme. Christians aren't that. And, you know, the Nazis, violent, ex excessive, and extreme, actually ate themselves from the inside out. As you can see, this left is doing. They tried to kill Hitler. Like, their own, the own, their yeah. own people tried to murder him. And that basically drove Hitler insane and then made him make, start making poor decisions of leadership. It's extremists. And then they fell apart. As a, so you could see maybe see that happening to this wokeness, too. I could see that. They, I mean, they obviously go after each other, like you were saying earlier. And I, I mean, I really do. It's one. I, I'm not always the most optimistic guy about this stuff. Like, I think politically, in the short term, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna feel the pain for a while. And even if Republicans win back the House and the Senate, I have no. I have, no, I, right, I, have, I have no faith in these people. None at all. So I, you know. But long term, I do feel like that this like woke like push is going to undermine. Democrats, because again, like I said, until we pass my amendment to outlaw suburban women from being able to <laughs> vote, like they they matter, and this this critical race theory stuff being <laughs> until pushed, then right until this critical race theory stuff that's being pushed in public schools, like this is the type of stuff, and Democrats are starting to warn, liberal thinkers are starting to warn Democrats, you've got a lot of problems here, you've got pro like you are going to disaffect 
that base that you yep. just relied on to get elected by pushing this critical race theory stuff. You run around teaching that this country is fundamentally a racist country, that it's you know we, that we're still a fundamentally racist country, that we're founded on racism. You know, the, the, it's not simply teaching. Yes, yeah, slavery was terrible, and the lessons learned from that, and Jim Crow was terrible, but that somehow we're beyond saving. That this country is just garbage. It's like, really. I, I got a really simple solution for everybody. If you work for one of these companies, or you are a member of a school board, or you have kids in one of these schools, and you hear critical critical theory in general, file a complaint with the appropriate administration or organization. So uh, if you work for a company, and they announce they're doing critical race theory trainings, or if another employee brings up critical race theory, report them for racial harassment immediately. I'm not exaggerating. You go to your boss and say, Janet came and started spouting a bunch of racist stuff, and I demand you tell her to stop, otherwise I will file a complaint. You have been warned. And then you know what they'll do? They'll say, Janet, stop the racist stuff. And she go, I was arguing against racism. I don't care what it is. Stop it. Right. Yeah, People why, are getting no. mad. That's why you have to use their own language against them. That's why when whenever I see somebody like talking about critical race theory, like yes, you accuse them of being racist because that's what they are. But that's but it's, it's I won't do it though. They're like, oh, critical race theory is it's a kind of bad thing. It's like you know, like rather than saying like this is racist. If you work for a company, here I'll tell you what I would do because we talked about this last week. If if I worked for a company and the boss was like, we're doing a, a racial sensitivity training, I would be like, oh, this is gonna be great. And I would go in, and no matter what they say, <laughs> I would get offended. It, there was a, there was a, a training video, I guess. A, a thing I think this was was from Coke or something. I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was talking to me about. In the training, it explained racial stereotypes. It was like people often think Latinos are lazy and said a bunch of things. I'm like, if you're Latino, you should immediately say, "Excuse me, did we just get invited to your clan rally so you can explain to people why people think Latinos are lazy?" And then they'll have to shut it down. You see, so here's how it works. You give your boss a warning, and if they don't rectify the problem, then you inform them you're filing a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, I think it's called, EEOC, Mm -hmm. and then you go and file the complaint. Now, again, I've mentioned this before. Maybe someone at the administration at the EEOC is going to be super woke and then tell you to go screw yourself, and that's where it starts getting bad. But for the time being, you just go in, and you don't even got to be specific. You don't got to be – listen, if there was a guy and – He's a boss, and he's like a white progressive guy, and he's like, we're going to be doing you know, critical race theory diversity training. I'd be like, if you do that, I will be filing a complaint. And then when I file the complaint, I'll say he started spouting a bunch of extremely racist sentiment, talking about how some people of certain races were you know, inherently bad or wrong, and it was bad to look this way and have this colored skin. What, what did he say specifically? I can't repeat it. Don't make me say it. That's it. Go to the boss. Go go above your go go above your boss and say, he said a bunch of racist things. What did he say? I will not repeat it, but I have warned you. He is harassing and is racist. People need to do this, because guess what? It's not about using the language of the left. It's about you could be sitting there and being like, man, that that uh, that Chris Rock's a funny guy. Excuse me, and then they go and complain about cultural appropriation, and then your boss is going to be like, you really got to chill out on the racist stuff. And you're like, wait, what? I didn't I didn't say anything. Well, they complained about you being racist. So if they bring it up complain about it the the problem is is our side has traditionally sucked at this you know i mean because yeah. b- by the way because most of us just want to be left alone you know we just want to do our own thing like fine you have opinions i, I don't really like them whatever it doesn't change my life but you're right we can no longer just sit back and let that happen I and mean, because the fact that we've allowed ourselves to be rolled over to the point where it's not okay we're we're, we're not allowed to have opinions anymore that that they don't like I'm, well, it's, I'm, as if you're not willing to fight back. You right. know, I, no, I, I agree. You know, you know what really bothers me? I, I, I go through, a, I go through like a, a, a 
some phases when I watch bullying, right? So I see a kid getting bullied, and the first thing I get mad about is the bully. Leave that dude alone. What's wrong with you? And then after like the 10th time, you know what I get mad at? The kid getting bullied. You know yeah. why? Bro, at a certain point, you've got to change what's happening. You can't keep walking up to the bully. Stop walking this direction. Stop going to the school or stand up for yourself. But at a certain point, if you don't stand up for yourself after all of this, I won't defend you. I'll get mad. And I'll say you're on your own. And so I've talked about this with police, like the cops in, in, in the Minneapolis area. They're getting defunded in Brooklyn Center. And you know what? I'm not going to defend them. Sorry. I defended them before the election. What did we see? In Philadelphia, they're experiencing one of the worst crime surges ever. So they reelect in a landslide their progressive soft on crime DA. Well, let's keep doing our fire hot, but let's try it again. Maybe fire not hot this time. I'm, I'm not going to defend the people of Philadelphia. I'm not going to defend those cops if they stick around and they get locked up for you know trying to arrest somebody. And look, at first, I'm going to be like, these people burning on these cities are awful. They're bad. They must be stopped. Then I watch in a landslide victory, the Democrats vote in the politicians who supported the riots, and I'm like, okay, it's all yours. Have a nice day. Yeah, let, no, let, let the rich white people experience what they, they bought it, you know, they paid for it, let them have it. Like, you, you look, if that's, if that's what you want, and by the way, none of them actually want that. Right. None of them want that. <laughs> but, but because they're all living in their states and they're in the nice areas of town and they're like, they're, they think they're immune from this stuff. Well, but you know what's happening now? Wall Street Journal reported the areas that have experienced the worst surge in crime, black neighborhoods, Latino neighborhoods. Of course. Not affecting the white progressive suburbs. No. So take away their cops. Take them. They want to abolish the police. You get what you ask for. Because I'll tell you what, I live in the middle of nowhere. You know, we got guns. We're good. Uh, I'd prefer if it wouldn't have to be this way, but if they're advocating for abolishing the police, I'm going to take responsibility for myself. But going back to the, the stuff about critical theory, it's not just race theory. It's critical gender theory. It's critical yep. theory as, as a whole, which yep. is this Marxist philosophy, Frankfurt School, etc. It's really, really simple. You see a flyer on the wall that says white privilege or anything like that. You immediately file an anonymous complaint about racial harassment from the individual who put it up. Don't, don't, you don't got, you don't got to get specific. You can say they were spouting racist things, disparaging people on the basis of their race. It's a violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And I'm upset about it. I think it's Title VII. And if they don't rectify it, you can file a complaint and they will get in trouble. In New York, it's particularly serious. If you live in New York City, it's a $250,000 fine if they do not stop this behavior. So you warn your boss, say you work at Starbucks, and they're like, we're going to have a talk about white privilege. No, you're not, because if you say one more word, I will file a complaint for racial harassment. They'll be like, uh, uh, say it. I, I told you not to harass me. And then go file a complaint and say they were making, you know, harassing people on the base of the race, saying some employees were better than others on the basis of their race. Some were worse than others. Boom, 250K out of their pocket. That's not even using their own tactics. That's just the law. And it's a law that today, the 1964 Civil Rights Act, basically everybody agrees with. It should be illegal to discriminate on the basis of race, except for the woke left. Nobody's fighting, though. Yeah, but by the way, I'm, I'm 100% for using their own tactics. But, I, like, but, this, I, but right, like I, I'm, I, I look. I wish we lived in a, a place where the you know cancel culture didn't exist. But as long as cancel culture exists, then I'm for canceling liberals. And I see this on Twitter all the time when people are like, <laughs> "Stop celebrating! This person got fired because they had this a position." No, I'm going to celebrate every single time one of theirs goes down. I'm going to celebrate because again, this is a war of. Attrition, And until they start feeling some of the pain, they're not going to change. The policies aren't going to change. They're not going to change what they're doing until enough of them start feeling 
the pain of it. No, I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's going to work. They're, they're, they sacrifice their own. They cancel their own. They do, but eventually, look. Eventually, it's going to start, and we, we've seen it a little bit. You know, when there be the like, you know, recently the woman who was the Hamas terrorist supporter, the AP, at the, so, the at AP yeah, yeah, at AP, who lost her job, and they're like, you know, all these reporters are like, this is so terrible that somebody can't have their own opinion. Blah blah blah. It's like, where were you guys? Like every any conservative in the entire world gets fired for having you know objectionable opinions. This woman is actually a supporter of terrorism, and you're angry that she lost her her job. Could like, could have sworn Marjorie Taylor Greene got stripped of her committees for things she said years before she got elected. Yes, yes. amazing. Yeah, amazing how that is. But again, like let let them feel the pain from it. You know, uh, I'm in favor of cancelers getting canceled, but I'm not in favor of leftists getting canceled for their opinions because there's got to be a standard. If 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 this is a leftist who is actively trying to get people fired and then they get fired, I will laugh. And say, get out of here. I'm not going to help you. Get out. You're nuts. It, it's like the fire being put out by a controlled burn. We're happy about it. But if it's just some, like, you know, dumb commie Twitter account who says something communist so they ban them, that's bad. That's really bad. There's got to be a line. As, so anybody who's for free speech, I'll protect their right to free speech. Anybody who's not, well, then <laughs> you don't want my support anyway. But the problem is, is that all of these people are for cancel culture themselves. I'm saying if there is somebody who is, like, pro-free speech. Yeah. And, I mean, the, unfortunately, those people don't exist on the left anymore. I mean, there's, there's a little bit. There's, there's, there's a decent amount. Uh, she went ahead. You know, she's for free speech. So I will absolutely defend her at every turn for her right to speak and say what she wants to say. Uh, I'll, I'll defend Hel- Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, but Tulsi, Tulsi is, like, she's got more spine than most of the Republicans on this stuff. I know. Which is yeah. which is embarrassing, by the way. <laughs> it's absolutely embarrassing that the, like, the... The, the progressive the, Democrat, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She's progressive. She's for gun control. She's she, she's, she's for, for socialized medicine. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she she's not conservative. But, again, I think this is where some of the breakdowns on uh, the political partisan battles these days aren't on <clears throat> these, like, traditional left-right axis. You know, it's not like it's a whole bunch of, are you pro-life? Are you pro-choice? Are you pro-this, pro-that? Like, some of this stuff really is crossing all of those lines. Yeah. And and for us to win, we need more of the Tulsi Gabbards. We need more of the Tulsi Gabbards saying, like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Like, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago saying yeah. she's only going to inter- you know, give interviews to can you, can, uh, to uh, reporters of color. Like, did, can, you, can, can you name a Republican who's called out the anti-white racism from a politician ever? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Tulsi Gabbard yeah. said this is anti-white racism, and she but she should resign. It should be condemned. Everyone should come together. And it's like, yeah, Tulsi, we know, but they're not. You know, they're not. No one's playing fair. You no, know, like the Republicans aren't playing at all. They're sitting on their hands, and the Democrats are just trying to burn it down. Right. Well, and by the way, like again, this is because Democrats, when they get power, are willing to use you know every every tool available to them, and our side won't. Which is why I, I said I, like if, even if we went back to the House and Senate, I, I have no faith. I think of it like this, like you vote you're, like there's a bank and you vote for the, the Democrats because they're promising to run to, you know, when, when we run the bank, everyone's going to get a higher interest rate. You're all going to get 10 percentage. Wow. And then as soon as they get in, you just watch them like going into the vault and carrying out stacks of cash. And you're like, what are you, where are you going? What, what's it, what, what are you doing? And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to vote for the Republican next time because these people are just taking money from the vault. Then you vote for Republicans and they're just like sitting on the on the toilet on their phones and you can't find them you're like what's what's going on like the democrats are still late r- looting the vault and then they're all just all in the bathroom on their phones because they don't want to actually do their jobs so who do you vote for I, I i i feel like it really does feel like it's on purpose but i think the reality is 
The Democrats are just looting the vault. You vote for them, and they run in, and they grab as much as they can, and they run out. They sign bills that guarantee their future. They're extracting the system, and it's getting worse. So, my friends, I bring you to the ever, ever, uh, uh, the never-ending story. How about that? Of San Francisco. I remember the first time I heard about San Francisco's poop patrol. Do you know about San Francisco's poop patrol? Yeah. So they, like, you know, some cities have a fire department. Everybody's got a fire department. Maybe you got a volunteer fire department. You're living up on a mountain or something. Maybe you got the, you got a local police department or a sheriff's department. San Francisco has a poop department. It is a publicly funded poop unit that goes around with specialized tools for cleaning up human waste because their streets are littered with it. The New York Times reports San Francisco's shoplifting surge. The mundane crime of shoplifting has spun out of control in San Francisco, forcing some chain stores to close. I believe it was, what, 17 Walgreens stores? Yeah. Because the police said they're no longer going to arrest people for these petty crimes. You see a video of these women in Walgreens, and they're just shoveling makeup products, cosmetics, into bags. Because the cops won't come. They're not going to bother with it anymore. The Democrats said, the police system is oppressive. Let's not have it. And so you don't. Well, so in New York, apparently there was a, a, a series of shoplifting things that were happening. So more of like the CBS, CBS's and Walgreens were starting to put more stuff behind lock and key. And Cynthia Nixon, being the great limousine liberal that she is, tweeted out about how she went to her corner CVS and she saw stuff behind lock and key. <laughs> yes. And she was so offended at this time that people were struggling to make ends meet that they thought that this was the best way to handle it. I mean... That's that that that's why like when people say liberalism is disorder, I'm like that's so not nice to say. And then I'm like, actually, but, but it may be a disorder. <laughs> but we can't let them take the word liberalism because that's certainly not what it is. I know, but like the, the 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 idea that you see you see things behind lock and key in a CVS, and and and, and instead of thinking about isn't this terrible that we are we have the scourge of shoplifting to the point that shop owners are required to put stuff behind lock and key? Instead, you think. Isn't it awful at this time when people are struggling to eat that people feel like they have to hide things? For, this is this is the cycle of Democrats. Here's what happens: someone shoplifts and get arrest and gets arrested, and then people outside are filming, and the person's screaming, "My hands, you're hurting me! I can't breathe!" And they're like, "This is bad. He was only shoplifting. Like this is crazy. Like what are these cops doing?" So then they all protest and they smash a bunch of windows and they burn places down, and the city says, "People, people, we've heard your cries." We will no longer arrest shoplifters. Then all of a sudden, and this is actually what happens, Walgreens sees a wave of shoplifting. And so then Walgreens puts things behind locked cages. And then people start filming it going, Walgreens is racist. They are racist because the only things that they're covering up are the products used by minority communities. It's like, but there's no cops to stop the shoplifting, so they have to lock the products up now. Now you're complaining about what you advocated for? That's the system. They say, we must abolish the police because the police are oppressive. Then crime skyrockets. See, the police weren't doing anything anyway. They weren't keeping our community safe. No, no, no. You got rid of the cops. You defunded them. You abolished them. What are you complaining about now? Yeah, but, uh, the, the left is completely predicated on building coalitions of victims. So all their policies have to be geared towards creating new victims. No one can ever graduate from victimhood. It's why, like, look... Gay people for years and years and years said if we get the right to marry, the right to open, you know, openly serve the military. Like our work here is going to be done. When they said actually now it's LGBTQIAA plus right. two. 
Because you can't, no one's ever allowed to leave. You're never right. allowed to graduate out of victim. The fact is, is that gay people in this country have more freedoms than anybody, any, any other country in the entire planet. They've been the most successful civil rights movement of all time in record time. People should be high-fiving. Instead, you've got the left trying to convince them that, you know, actually you're still oppressed. My favorite uh, article, I think it was from The Root, it said, black men are the white people of black people. Yeah. It was like something like that. And it was like, wait, what? They needed to find some kind of power dynamic. The, the woke left, so it's not, it's not all of them, but they do align behind this. They only believe that there is no truth but power. So that that was a that was a, a a fascistic ideology that the only thing that mattered was power because truth is irrelevant if if you could remove anyone who believed the truth. The left doesn't believe in objective reality, the, and I mean the the like overall. There are obviously obviously some leftists who are like anti woke communists, but it doesn't matter because they still vote for Biden, who then puts in woke policy. They they don't believe in objective reality. They do believe in power dynamics. They literally follow tenets of fascism. Now, I know they're not ultra-right nationalists, so spare me leftists when you're like, that's not true, you're dumb. <laughs> they are authoritarian, race-based identitarian, generalized identitarian, and they have fascistic tendencies. Call it whatever you want, I don't care. They're psychopaths. Well, it's like the, 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 the left is also, years ago, the left decided to adopt this you know, politics of intersectionality, where you had to be for everybody else's agenda. The right has always been this coalition of kind of diverse, like, I'm the, the gun people and the abortion people, and they can agree on this and disagree on that. And it's, it's always been, you know, this kind of raucous coalition of folks. The left decided a long time ago that they had to stamp out any opposition to each other. Everyone, you, you couldn't just be... Like, I'm the pro-choice Democrat. You yeah. also had to be, I'm the pro-everything else. And you had to be at 100%. And that's why they've been so effective, is because they've made, like, what, what, what does, you know, the Human Rights Campaign, it's the largest LGBT organization in the country, takes all kinds of positions on crap that have absolutely nothing to do with gay people whatsoever. Because the left has been so effective at intersectional politics yep you have to buy in on everything well this is the example i love to give is an organization called free press freepress.net what do you think an organization called freepress.net advocates for as a nonprofit? sounds like freedom of the press so would you be surprised at all to learn that they advocated for the censorship of alex jones <laughs> wow i remember when i saw that i know people there and i hit them up i'm like why are you guys advocating for censorship I'm like hate speech is bad i'm like isn't that just press? Like, I don't, I don't get it. What's the difference between your opinion and their opinion? Well, they're hate speech. I'm like, free press. It doesn't say free press for some. I guess that's what, that's what it changed. They changed. Intersectionality. Yeah. All of a sudden, you had to support all of the causes. Yep. Even if it defied your own principles, principles were gone. And then I love it. I love it. I had a meeting with some people from Vice, and they're like, they're like I don't know, man. Like, people change, you know? It's like, they, 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 that stuff doesn't fly. And I was like, bro, do you think maybe you changed? And then these these two people were like, yeah, yeah. There was an article in Vice about uh, an app that you take a picture of a woman and then it uses AI to show her topless. And they called it like this horrible app shows a woman, woman topless. 
And then I was like, you see that article? I was like, do you know what Vice would have titled that article in 2012? Huh. This amazing yeah. app shows you women tablet. <laughs> because it was meant to be in-your-face, edgy, angry. Something happened to Vice where they became feminists. And that's when they were like... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, you're right. But we can't do that anymore. And I was like, of course you can. You just, you just, you're scared. Like, wh- why can't you do it? Your ratings are in the gutter. Your views are in the gutter. Clearly, people liked the punk rock fu attitude. And what did you give them instead? Demure, scared feminism. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to save your company. Now they're in the gutter. That the Disney wrote off their five hundred million dollar whatever investment advice to zero. Congratulations, getting woke. Was it worth it? Well, well because it, it, it won't go broke. They, they've everything. It's, same things happened in comedy. You know, I mean, comedy has been absolutely ruined by the woke left. You know, and it's why the handful of people who you know push back against woke are actually like some of the most powerful activists in this country, which is so crazy. I mean. At, at its base, like comedy was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be equal opportunity offenders pick on everybody, like slaughter all the sacred cows. Yeah. Instead, you watch like late night, you know, TV over the last four or five years. They're telling the same joke on every channel every night. SNL is unwatchable from start to finish, and it has been yeah. because. The, the number one point of comedy was to make people laugh, and instead they decided the number one point had to be to tow clapter. It's called clapter. It's where people aren't laughing at the jokes. They're clapping because they agree with the political message. Right. So these comedy shows during the Trump era, like SNL, they would get Alec Baldwin to do this impression that in no way resembled Trump. It was the weirdest thing. Like Trump wouldn't ever just freeze and then hold his mouth open in a weird way. That didn't happen. So Alec, like Alec Baldwin was just making fun of the guy like he wasn't doing an impression it was just people laughing because they hated trump there was no substance there was no humor uh, well i shouldn't say there's no humor if you find it funny fine but it was clapter they would get a guy on stage it'd be like trump is so dumb and then everyone would go <laughs> and they all laugh and clap at each other and it's like okay well, when you look at all the other late night hosts and it's all the exact same thing and john oliver is like the worst that guy just like lies <laughs> All the time. It's it's hilarious how awful the show is. It's formulaic. Little Timothy over here says Trump is bad. And everyone laughs. And I'm like, well, that's funny about that. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is that, like, I mean, I would love if, the, by the way, if Alec Baldwin had actually done a good Trump impression, I would have laughed. Yeah. The impression he did actually got worse as it went along. He it wasn't was like the, doing an impression. No, it was like the same thing. And again, like, I laughed all the time. I enjoy comedy that makes fun of everybody. There's plenty of things to make fun of Trump about that could have been funny. But it yeah. never was because it was. It, it was all about the political. It was all about trying to get the the clap, the applause line. It's like after the Hillary Clinton loss, you know, and the the SNL did the skit with you know the woman coming out and you know it's Hillary and like singing the song to the and it was like, what am I watching? <laughs> like, what is we funny have, uh, about this? We got this art on the wall. You can't, you can't, you guys can't see it on the cameras, but it's from George Alexopoulos, and it's uh, one part of a comic about Trump. It's Trump. 
struggling to eat what appears to be like broccoli, and he can't. He's wearing a bib. It says bib boy. In the original comic, he says, like, my hands are too small, and he's struggling to eat it. (laughs) What's funny about this is it's not really making fun of Trump. It's making fun of the left as they would make fun of Trump. So when when I look at it, I laugh. But I'm not laughing because Trump has a little hands and, and wears a bib. I'm laughing because that's the, the, the garbage joke the left had. It was the only thing they had. You turn on Family Guy, Trump was orange, literally, massively fat with tiny little hands. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Right. Trump doesn't have little hands. I get the joke the first time, but is that it? That was it. That was it. They were just there. It is, it is like a bunch of drones all being with the applause sign flashing. That's what Tiny Hands was. They'd go, hey, hey, Ian. Yeah. Tiny Hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, it's like, okay, uh, that's not a, I get it, whatever. Apparently, no comedy's crushing it in Texas right now. The the Creek in the Cave, are you familiar? Oh, was that, is that Rogan's? City? Well, no, it was an independent thing run by Rebecca out in New York, and they shut down because of COVID. And reopened in Austin. And now wow. they're, yep. Nice. I keep hearing, it's apparently one of the hottest spots in Austin right now. Awesome. Yeah, but you, you do have some people who are willing to say F you and kind of push the boundaries. Ryan Long, obviously. We've had him on the show several times. It's just good luck getting it on network TV. That's the, that's the problem. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think these people want that anymore. I, don't think, I, I think just, the comedians are like, why? You can't make jokes. I mean, what's his name? Uh, got arrested for talk for George Carlin. Yeah, Carlin got arrested for talk saying awesome. eight words you can't seven. say, seven words you can't say, and he said them anyway. And then that, so like that stuff does not jive with late night TV. It's it's always kind of cool to 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 land like a Tonight Show spot as a comedian, but I think like you said about the Republicans seeking like the new a, a, a good word in the New York Times, like getting an award or getting that one moment in the spotlight is not really it's not really well, valuable. It's like, like the counterculture has become the establishment. Like I'm, I was literally sitting there listening to to Sirius XM and, and uh, Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello came on talking about his like channel and blah blah blah. And I was like, like Rage Against the Machine is now Rage for the Machine. Rage on behalf of the Machine. Yeah, like I'm like this. It's the least like right now. Like all of these people have completely sold out everything that they were supposedly. I love for. it. There's all, all the counterculture and punk rock and all that. It's all dead. They killed it all. It's all just milk toast, boring crap now. You know, it's like Tom Morello is like, "What's up, everybody? This is Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Check out my album. You can order it on Amazon or find it at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. Produced by <laughs> Shenzhen Slave Labor Youth yeah. for fifty cents a dollar." A big hour. problem with the record music industry is like uh, auto tune and computers. Like how you can no. you can record your one tr- one like. A segment of like uh, one, what do they call it? A, a beat or like a, Lick. yeah, you know, you can like sixteen bars. You can record it and then stop, and then record the next sixteen bars and then cut them together in the computer, which wait, is wait, what? totally disjointed way to what sing. What are you talking about? If you want to like sing a song, normally back in the day, to, what does that have to do with what we were talking it's about? It's cheapened the art. You, no, I disagree. Back in the day, you would go it in has, and you have to kick little, it in one track, and it has to be it good because that's the way it, it sounds. It has little to do with the rage well, rage on behalf of the machine. 14-year-olds don't realize the passion that is involved with art no, 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 because Ian, they don't Ian, have to. You're the totally, computer's doing you're, it for you're them. You're not even talking about the same thing. If you know when, when hip-hop came out, people called them demo tapes. They said it was not real music. I'm not going to have an argument about what is or isn't enjoyable music. I'm having an argument about punk rock bands that are supporting Walmart and Amazon. Yeah. Well, you can't be punk if you're going to rely on a computer to do the yes, work you for can. you. That's not punk about. rock, dude. Punk rock's great. You're an old manian. Get with the program. Hey, I'm not Your even music punk rock. Is old. Punk rock is is hard. Core. It's not. You don't rely on a machine to fix it for you. You're making excuses for your bad music. I'm pointing out why you can make music a, with no, whatever you want to make music with. Right you, know you know what's amazing? To, to digress, but on the music thing, here. <laughs> Sean Ono Lennon 
is like yeah. one of the best follows on he is. Twitter. Definitely. And like I'm like, then the guy is not even saying anything that's that far out there. He's just asking questions sometimes, and I'm realizing that's revolutionary right now on the left. <laughs> Somebody who's John Lennon's John son. Lennon's son with Yoko Ono. Like yeah. so, he's got these kind of like the background that's bulletproof. You can't accuse Sean Ono Lennon of being like a white nationalist. <laughs> so like he's the guy who can say like, hey, by the way. Have, are things going too far and start asking the question? And I'm like, that's so crazy that we've gotten to a point where that's revolutionary. You know, that's, that's actually revolutionary is now doing something so yeah. baby step of just saying, hey, is this going too far? I should, I should just write parody punk music. That's just like super in favor of the establishment and like <laughs> massive multinational corporations. Just write a punk rock song like Joe Biden rocks. I can't even go back. I can't. So I used to like Rage Against the Machine. But I can't even listen to their music anymore because all of it feels so fraudulent at yeah. this point. You know what I, I mean? But to, like, to be fair, like, Killing in the Name, like, have, have, I, there was a video I saw that was funny. It was conservatives dancing to Killing in the Name. And I'm like, you guys know what that song's about? Like, white supremacist cops who are murdering black people? <laughs> like, that's Black Lives Matter. I guess the interesting thing is what, my, the response I saw from this, I tweeted about it, were people like, dude, they know what the song's about. Like, they legit don't like cops who are racists killing black people. The left just thinks all conservatives agree with that. And I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of a crazy point. Like, you could have liked Rage Against the Machine. And then I, and then I, I had this funny moment where I was talking to this Antifa guy. This was in Berkeley. And he had a knife. And he was like, all those people are fascists. And I was like, all, all those people in, in, in the park right over there? I was like, yeah, they're all fascists, man. And I was like, do you think those people are pro-gun? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you know why they're pro-gun? And he's like, well, I don't know. I was like, isn't it because they're scared of a tyrannical government taking over so they want guns to protect themselves from fascism? And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, so it kind of sounds like they're the ones who don't like fascism and they, like, want guns to protect themselves. See, like, the left has this assumption that the right loves the government. And I'm like, yeah, maybe some elements are, like, supportive of the government. But, like, the Gadsden flag and, like, all that stuff about, like, small government – I'm not surprised they're dancing to Rage Against the Machine where they're preaching about racist cops like being bad because conservatives are also skeptical of government. But they do support cops. That's why it was kind of paradoxical. I know, but I, so in a way, I feel like kind of the bases have kind of flipped over the last 20 years with the, 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 the base of the, the right wing base getting more and more like skeptical of authority, skeptical of the government, more like self-reliant, you know, m- you're less interested in foreign adventurism. You're less, you know, you're more skeptical of Wall Street and big business, and that the the left has completely and totally sold out to all of that. Again, yeah. gets to your point about Rage Against the Machine selling their, you know, their CDs well, I don't know in Walmart. If and if, actually, no, to, but they I know, probably but are. Like, I'm sure they are. But like they've sold all of that out. The the Occupy Wall Street people are now the party of Wall Street. Well, the, Occupy Wall Street split up. So a decent amount of those people became Trump supporters. I remember I went to the Deplorable in D.C., mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm like, I didn't think anybody there would know who I was. And I saw two people, and they were like, Tim, huge fans. Thank, like, so cool to see you here. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I'd have fans who were like Trump supporters. And they were like, oh, no, we were down at Occupy Wall Street the whole time. And I was like, you're wearing MAGA hats. And like, yeah, yeah, Trump's the guy, man. And I was like, wow. But like when you think about it. These are people who are angry at the banking establishment, angry at the political establishment. And Donald Trump came in and said, bring the jobs back, secure the borders. 
That sounds about right. But also, they were voting against Hillary. We got to be honest. Hillary usurped that from Bernie, (laughs) and uh, people voted against Hillary. Just like they voted against Trump this time, they voted against Hillary. That nasty woman. If she had she was just so hateable. If she just she was, <laughs> she was yeah, she hateable. was in a, in a way that like Biden is really not that hateable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of eh, you yeah. know, and you almost feel bad for him. You feel like God, I wish, wish he wasn't wish put we could out get this here. over with. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> just you know how know. the story ends. So we hurry up and get to the end of the story. Yeah. Like whereas like Hillary, every time she said something, it came across as so smarmy and so elitist, and you're just like. Oh, God, I want you to lose Dude. so bad. <laughs> Please lose. Her yeah. email scandal was insane. Like, the, what did she burn? Like 10,000, 30,000 e- 30, emails that she just destroyed and disrupted with, like, talks with Sidney Blumenthal about going into Libya as, when she was Secretary of State. She's got, after she was, she was so entitled. No, no, uh, uh, Ian, 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 <laughs> she said, she said it was yoga. It was emails about yoga. Yeah, her daughter's or wedding. Something. Oh, no doubt. Uh-huh. Yeah, her daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. As like, I just, I just again, she was the perfect opponent for Trump. Yeah, because it was the establishment versus you know, and I'm not the first person to say this, but it was you know, it was Bushwood. Ever, it was Rodney Dangerfield. It was the you know, it was the Caddyshack. You know, have you ever seen election. Dogma? No. You guys seen the movie Dogma? Mm-mm. Have you seen Dogma? Mm-mm. You guys haven't seen the movie Dogma? No. What? The, the Kevin first, Smith movie? First Kevin Smith movie I missed. With Jane Silent Bob and like basically the story is Loki and uh, what was the other the other angel? Bartleby. Two angels fell from heaven. They want to go back. Man, I can't believe you guys haven't seen the movie. Anyway, there's a, a point in the movie where this demon, his name is Azrael, he wants to end all existence because he hates being in hell. And so there's one scene where... He summons, or like, yeah, something called the Golgothan. It's a demon made of human excrement. So Golgotha, I guess, I'm, I'm, I don't know. This That's is where just, they uh, crucified people. Right, right. And so when people get crucified, all their waste, you know, bow, like drops out. And so the idea was that all of that waste from the, all of these evil people formed a demon <sighs> called the Golgothan. Hillary Clinton is that, but for the political elites. So, like, after a, a, a huge, really long congressional session and all of the members of Congress and Senate run to the bathrooms and then flush at the same time, Hillary emerges from that <laughs> from that muck and climbs out. And then she goes up on stage, vote for me. And you're like, I'll take the orange guy. Right? <laughs> she, but, but, you know, outside of the silliness, she represented all of the filth. Of the political establishment more so than anyone we'd seen in a really long time. And she never even tried to shine it up. (laughs) That was the thing that was so amazing about Hillary. It was like, I mean, look, Bill was garbage. I mean, he was total trash. But Bill tried to come across as, I feel your pain. You know, like, he he tried to be likable. Likable. Hillary figured out a long time ago, like, I'm completely unlikable, so I'm just going to go with it. You know, (laughs) who would you you rather vote for, Mitt Romney or Hillary Clinton? Oh, (laughs) jeez. I mean, I guess Hillary Clinton. And, and, really? Wow. Yeah, you want to know why? Because I think maybe she would, like, at least keep us safe internationally, you know? like She's going to start with war, war with Russia. I don't know. It, it, look, that's, I don't know. I feel like, like the worst thing that Romney would do was just extract value from the system and watch it fall apart. Hillary would actively get us involved in conflicts, but it probably would, too. I guess, I guess the question is, would you vote for the same person? So that's probably not a good, good analogy. They're both just so awful. Yeah, they're both terrible. Yeah. And by the way, it's another thing. We talk about the things that Trump has exposed. Trump exposed people like Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful. The guy who was the 2012 nominee of the Republican Party is getting booed in his home state by Republican delegates because they hate the guy. And you know what the truth is? Is that Mitt Romney has always hated his own voters. 
he has always hated the dirty, unwashed masses that he had to rely on. And, like, it's, yep. it's so gorgeous to finally see people waking up to the fact that you want to know what? He never liked you. <laughs> he hated your guts. Paul Ryan did, too. None of these people liked you. You, you, know, it's, you know it's really funny? Like, Hillary Clinton definitely doesn't like you. And they say, I see these memes on the left where, like, Trump doesn't like you. He's using you. And I'm like, have you ever seen Trump interact with people? I've been to Trump rallies. You know what the man does? He hugs and, like, shakes hands and he, like, smiles. And he's a germaphobe. It's like the craziest thing when he walks over and he's signing autographs from people. He would do a rally and he would come down and he would meet and greet people and have long conversations with them. I go to the, I went to Trump Tower. I went to the ice cream shop and I asked and the steakhouse and I asked the employees like, "You guys ever see Trump down here?" And they're like, "Yeah, every so often." Do you like him? They're like, "He's great." He like walks over and just hands you a hundred dollar bill. It's awesome. And I'm like, "Wow, they really like the guy." Hillary Clinton. You the stories we hear about her? She's on like an Air Force jet and she holds her wine glass up and goes. <clears throat> And these, like, Air Force officers are like, lady, I'm not getting your wine for you. And she goes, and they have to pour her wine for her. The stories about Hillary are that she's despicable and evil and nasty. And then you look before Donald Trump ran for president. Everybody loved him. Oh, God, yeah. They loved the guy. Yep, absolutely. And by the way, so 2011, I got Trump invited to speak at his first CPAC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, and Trump comes, and he's a total mess before his speech. He's mad that it was late. Like, he went to the wrong entrance. It was kind of a disaster. Goes up there, gives a barn burner speech. He gets done. We're walking out, and they decide they want to leave through the service entrance. So we're going out the service entrance, and literally he stopped and shook hands with and took his picture with every single busboy, waiter, housekeeper. Like, every, I yeah. was, it was the first time, like, I watched him give his speech, and it was like, it was Trump being Trump, you know? And I was like, I never, didn't think it was like Trump had some political future. And then I watched him interact with all of those working class people on the way out, and I was like, wait a second. Like, there actually may be something here. Yeah. Well, how about we go to Super Chats, everybody? If you haven't already, smash that like button. It really does help. Subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. The best thing you can do. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, give us a good review. Smash the like button. Let's read it. So a lot of people have mentioned we have bad audio. We'll, 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 we'll sort it through. Tweaking it. Yeah, we're, we're tweaking it. We're going to listen back and then just try and make it better and better and better. It's, you know, you can do what you do, I guess, you know. All right, let's see. Zeon Reborn says Texas passed three pro-2A bills, and it's on the way to the governor's desk. Constitutional carry, suppressor freedom, and two-way sanctuary state. Wow. Do we got to move to Texas? I second that. I Man. like the weather. I do not like the weather. Ooh, I do no. not like the weather either. Yeah. Heat. No. Bring it on. The oppressive no. heat. 95 yeah. degrees. Maybe, maybe we can buy an old missile I mean, silo like and live underground. Uh, degrees. <laughs> There's like, and everything will kill you there. Yeah. Snakes. It's like Australia. Scorpions, snakes. Like, yeah. It's I, like I, a I, mini Australia. Yeah, yeah, I'm not good with that. Ugh. Florida and Texas are passing these laws uh, that are really good for uh, social media censorship, you know. The weather. But the weather. If Florida's the worst. I know. No. So I was at uh, Trump Doral, like, at the end of March, beginning of April. 
and it was like nice time to be in Miami, which meant it was like ninety. Ugh. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not Brutal. built for this. No. And it's yeah. wet. It's humid. Too. It is maximum humidity and maximum heat. I, and so people can't go outside. I'll say because you you can't. So people stay inside in the air conditioning. When I lived in Miami, we were just like. Oh man, I can't wait till January and February <laughs> when we can actually go outside. Brutal. Yeah. Even then, it's ninety in February yep. sometimes. But it wasn't as humid, yeah. so it was like you could go outside and it was just hot, but you were still okay. How nice. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. And the rest of the year it was like maximum humidity, so you like swim through the air. It's like, oof. but the thunderstorms are really fun. You know, watching well, the crazy storms. And by the way, like I'll, I'll give like obviously Florida handled COVID like so yeah, man. darn well. And by the way, when I went down there, it was still where Florida was free America. So the, just the joy of taking off my mask and not like I was like, I can deal with the heat. I can deal with the humidity. This is the way life is supposed to be lived. All right, we got Kyle Buchanan says the Babylon Bee must be shut down because too many of their stories come true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Georgie Georgiev says, hello, Tim. I'm an alcoholic. You helped me while I recover. I watched all your stuff. Love you, man. I make good money. I hate how the MSM lies. I have a friend that thinks you are far right. He refuses to listen and be rational. Anyway, love you, man. It's like, what does far right even mean, you know? Like, we're just an approximation of a chimpanzee full of snakes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Go watch Freedom Tunes if you don't understand what that reference is. <laughs> Just Kidding says, released my first independent EP today, still alive by Jason Card, on YouTube and Bandcamp. Support non-woke musicians. Absolutely. Very cool. Caleb Crow says, have you heard the recent song Never Take It by 21 Pilots? A bit surprised they took the issue on. Thought you'd find it interesting. Starts out, quote, now that they know information is just a currency and nothing more. Interesting. Bullet Tooth Tony says, Malice at 26 on Amazon for Anarchist Handbook. Is it 26? I thought, I thought it was higher. It was number three. So, okay, yeah, it wasn't so higher. He was super, super high under Anarchy. Oh, at, okay. As like general, I think he is number 26 in general, uh, which I guess is like above Oprah and definitely above Nice job, people. Michael. Everybody, yeah. you, you need to buy Michael's book, The Anarchist Handbook on, on Amazon. You must. Yeah, because we have to support people who are challenging the cathedral and the establishment, yeah. and no one, uh, it, well, I shouldn't say no one, but Michael is one of the best of the best. So. It, does it, with, it does it with such glee. You know? like, <laughs> like, it never, like, it never feels mean. It always yeah. just feels so good. You know? like, <laughs> he's, like, um, he's like an undercover angel. Yeah. He's cool. Like, he's really... <laughs> he gets way too much lucky. promotion on the show. We're always just singing his praises. <laughs> he also self-published this book, so it's he's, fine. like, really wrong. No, but I people should buy his book because... Yes. Uh, and, and and Michael Knowles' book is available for pre-order. Oh, I heard. Oh, that leaves right. speechless. Huh. Gotta support people who are challenging the establishment. Navasa says, when, let alone if, is Timcast going to sell raffle off Tim, Timcast live tickets? Okay, um, there are several things that have to be done on a business level, which are very difficult to do. We literally can't just be like, come hang out. You can't do it. It's not, not allowed for a variety of reasons. So appropriate legal paperwork to allow us to have people, you know, come new website launches. We're going to have first come first serve select tickets. We need to figure out what the total capacity is going to be. It might actually be 30. So it might be 15 and 15. And then we're going to have auction based tickets of the top 15 in the auction. We'll get the tickets at a certain, you know, so we'll like, it'll go on for 24 hours. And then when it finishes, it'll go, boom, there's the people who win the tickets. And that way we can have the people who maybe, you know, can't afford to pay a crazy amount for tickets. First come, first serve. That's on merit. If you can get it, you can log in fast enough. You can get it. And then for the people who are too busy with work can just choose to pay a little bit more. We're trying to find the right balance it's basically just about screening, 
you know, people. We don't, I don't expect to make a billion dollars off of tickets. We're just trying to find a way to do it appropriately because we don't have that much space. But um, we wanted to do it in March. And then we hit legal bump where it's like, no, 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 you can't do that. It's like, okay, well, we got to file paperwork. And then once we can, yeah, and then we got to build the website. So I think the website should be done in only a few more weeks. The final upgrade with, you know, it's like we're upgrading our upgrades. We're building as fast as we can. It's only been four and a half months, ladies and gentlemen, since we launched the website. So please bear with us if you are a member at TimCast.com. Just know that you being a member is what's allowing us to actually fix and make this good. So my apologies to everybody who's experienced some kind of bug or glitch or something. We built like a really simple WordPress site and then we got traffic on par with like a large news publication that we weren't prepared for because we did not expect. And that's our fault. That's our fault for sure. But uh, I really do appreciate everybody helping get that set up. Butters Scott Stotch says, have you ever thought about having Donut Operator on your show? I think he would be great. Donut Operator has an open invitation. Absolutely. I, uh, uh, I guess we got, just got to figure out when we can. And Colleen Noir as well. Zermis Playground says Amazon is now implementing vaccine IDs for their employees. In order to remove your mask, you have to bring in proof of vaccination and get a sticker on your ID, even in Florida. They're flagrantly disregarding the passport ban. I'm so glad I'm leaving. Well, you see, this is a clever loophole. They're not saying you must or, or you're out. They're saying, no, you don't have to, but you can take your mask off if you do. See how that works? It's clever. It's kind of like how the government bans guns. They say, we're not banning the gun, but it is now an NFA item which means you'll have to pay a tax and then file paperwork and then get fingerprinted and then maybe a year you'll be able to get it. And a lot of people just go, I don't even want it. It's too much work. Michael K. says, about calling Biden policies communist Nazi, you are forgetting that Nazi is an abbreviation of nationalist socialist. Berlin suffered coal shortages in 1937. German was second largest producer of coal after USA. Interesting. Yes. Communist Nazis. Commander Mikulant says, in the book version of Starship Troopers, service is anything meant to serve your fellow man, most being government services like uh, like mail, road construction, etc., and the gov cannot deny you from serving. I like that. Simulation says, community service guarantees the right to vote. 50 hours of community service for the right to vote that year. I don't know. What do you think about that? I kind of like it. Mm. Got to define community service yeah. because, like, no, if, no. if you're an artist and you perform shows and people love you and you help, and you people, do it for free, then that would be a type of community right. service. But you go to the like government a, doesn't think like. What go, if I don't like leaving my mountain? I just want to be left alone up there. If you don't want to contribute, you got and you don't have skin in the game. Why should mm. you get to vote on what people do with their money or their tax dollars? Because they take my money in tax dollars. I guess it's that that's a good argument against citizen, uh, service guaranteeing citizenship. If you pay, you vote. So how about that? I work, and then I give money to the system, so I have a right to say what that money goes That's to. That's fair. Yeah. So, who, so, so then you get a bunch of really dumb people with no skin in the game other than their taxes. Mm. Hey, there you go. Oh, here we go. Josiah Magnuson says Project Veritas dropped a video with whistleblowers talking about Facebook's suppression of vaccine hesitancy on their site. Yep. Creepy. Wow. Oh, James O'Keefe, by the way, got cast in an off-Broadway performance. Was it Oklahoma? He's playing Curly? Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> nice job, James. I'm excited. I think, you know, the problem is, I'm like, man, James O'Keefe needs to run for office because he's a fighter. Do you see him doing the moonwalk? Yeah. He's so good. I've seen him doing many moonwalks. He's awesome. But he's probably the most 
James has got like so many spines. He's probably have to go for surgery to like fix his back. <laughs> like his his spine is too big. Yeah. It's too big. He belongs yeah. in deep he, space. He he fights harder and and more than basically anybody else. Smart too. But then is it like is he more effective running Veritas than he would be in office? Mm. Probably. I, he's going the right direction with the with the uh, entertainment industry. Things. I think he just likes singing and dancing. True. So. For sure. He does like the Michael Jackson stuff. He's funny. He's so serious <laughs> with his work with Veritas, but he's so funny. It's, it's, it's always so fun guy. learning like little bits about people like that that you're like, God, that's so against type. I love yeah, it. You saw, the, you saw the music video they did? No. Uh, it's like what was it called? Video. I forget. Kind of like it's a so jam good, man, though. like a yeah, Paula Abdul video. Oligarchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found a music video called Oligarchy. <laughs> Excellent. Doc Williams says, Tim, longtime listener, thank you and guests for making people aware to prepare for the unraveling. I work my fingers to the bone to turn money into food, crypto, and various fast metals. My family is ready. I love Cassie and our three girls. Aw. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm, I've got one foot in, one foot out in terms of like actually thinking something crazy bad is going to happen and there's going to be a collapse or whatever. And what I mean by that is, you know, are we going to go full Mad Max? Probably not. Is there going to be turmoil? Probably turmoil happens. And we've been in a really long period of growth and golden age. Now things are getting crazier. So it's not like I think the U.S. will cease to exist. You know, a lot of people are like, the country's going to break up into, like, the the Chinese-run West and the European-run and Canada and Mexico and, like, the John Teeter conspiracy. And I'm like, I think the dollar will bottom out and the petrol dollar will cease to be the main thing maybe. And then we'll have to spend a lot more money and work harder for food and we'll all probably just keep living. Yeah, we desperately need a new industry in the United States. I think that something like the graphene industry could could absolutely be that we could be the 24. Are you familiar with graphene, the material? It's carbon, like a carbon nano lattice or one layer. It's it's incredible, incredible uh chemical properties it's like electrically conductive you could use it as a super capacitive battery you could use it as wallpaper clothing you can eat it it's pure carbon and if the united states can start industrializing and printing this stuff and selling it to the world i think that can give us a purpose by the way i i'm i'm not one who thinks that like things are just going to completely fall apart i do have to tell you though the the shutdown of the pipeline for a week yeah was a real eye-opener to me because a whole bunch of people who i didn't think would be the type who are going to panic panicked started pouring gas in their pockets yeah like you saw yeah you saw the video shirt. and by the way it wasn't just out in like you know my rural area like dc had no gas yeah 88 percent of stations were out yeah that's wow. crazy so it's like it, i feel like the country is on edge yep james ornthal nuyen says two of your youngest fans lola and Seuli. Would love a would love a shout out from everyone on tonight's show. They also want to know if the Timcast events will be general admission or bar age patrons only. I believe it will be uh, general admission. Uh, we do a family friendly show, and the events we're planning on doing are going to be just kind of like hangouts with maybe some music. Maybe we'll have you know a, a, a certain guest come and we'll all hang out. And you get to just you know probably grill some late night burgers or something. And it's it's going to be like the idea would be a Friday at 10 to midnight. You come, you hang out, play music, there's drinks. And it's super chill. So people will be there probably with their kids and stuff like that. And we'll have, to, we'll have to figure it out because there's a capacity issue. But if, like, someone gets a ticket and they want to come with their family, but their family – it's it's tough, right? If, so if some, someone buys a ticket and then their wife doesn't, what are we going to say? Like, all right, your family can't come. We'll have to figure it out. So there's a lot of stuff to work through. But uh, I think, you know, one ticket probably should be good for, like, for, you know – a family, whatever. We'll figure it out. The big issue is capacity issues. So we have legal things to deal with in terms of a business allowing people to come, and then it's not that big of an outdoor space. So the initial number, I think, was like 20 people 
So that should accommodate if people have like family and kids are coming. So it would be like 30 or 40 people max. So we can only sell like 20 tickets. We got to figure it out. Mr. Renegade says, I'm a truck driver who's a giant fan of... Oh, actually, I forgot. Um, can you guys shout out Lola and Seuli? Yeah. Lola and Seuli. Lola, Seuli. <laughs> what up? They sound adorable. I'd love to meet them. There you go. Shout out. Okay, Mr. Renegade says, I'm a truck driver who's a giant fan of the show and appreciate all the work you guys do. My favorite line that Tim used to say is, the screeching and reing left. Bring it back. <laughs> I Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to, like, differentiate between the different groups because liberals and leftists are not the same thing. I can respect that leftists are like, we demand gun rights. And I'm like, that's good. I don't think for the same reason as us, but if you want to defend my right to bear arms in general, I'm going to accept that win. Liberals don't want to do that. So you got to, like, figure out the different factions. So, like, the screeching and reing left, these are, like, the woke ones who have no real politics but just scream because they're just whiny. You know? Like the DSA meeting where they were like, put a personal privilege. Oh, um, God, the chattering yeah. is, is getting to me. And <laughs> Yeah, that's the screeching. perpetually aggrieved. Yes. Perpetually aggrieved. <laughs> All right. Axel Thunderpaw says, we're in a civil war and a cultural revolution. Our elites are killing citizens and stealing their money and rights. Hopefully, YouTube actually lets me super chat for once. And uh, Cuomo put sick people knowingly in nursing homes and killed people. Creepy. Dragon Lady says, Democrats move from blue area to red, destroy it, and move on. They're like locusts. They're moving from planet to planet. After they've consumed every natural resource, they move on. Independence Day. Brandon Tom says, Fauci lied, people died, is missing one key premise. Idiots, listen to him. The proverb, fo proverb, fool me once, shame on you, shouldn't be taken seriously during a pandemic. We're endowed with our own minds to discern evidence and prosper. In the beginning, when Fauci said, don't wear a mask, this was early on, and I was like, oh, the guy, you know, he says you don't need it, so it makes sense. It's not going to do all that much. I think people are freaking out. It's not going to protect you. And then it turns out he lied, and I took him seriously. And I won't, I won't make that same mistake. And I immediately was like, nah, this guy's lying. He's full of it. He just sits in his room and he's probably like eating Cheetos with like Cheeto dust on his hands. And he's watching MSNBC and they're like, should we wear two masks? And he goes, two masks. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I got to go on TV in an hour. You should wear two masks. Um, he never actually said to wear two masks. He was just like asked and he's like, it's common sense to wearing two masks. There you go. Cal L says, wokeness is being driven by feeding HR and corporations with fake data made by AI and bots on what's popular from Twitter and social media on what's popular. 50 to 80% of opinions are fake. I completely agree. James Alford says, Chris Barron, never heard of him, but I like him. Thanks to him for opening me up to people I can respect and sometimes disagree with. And yes, that can be one of your hosts. Absolutely. Joshua Ryman says, to paraphrase Al Pacino, sent of a woman for the Fed Reserve and Deep State, FU2. Hey, there you go. Matthew Mansfield says, Ian is a gray Jedi. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can see it. Brand Dizzle says, the killbots had a preset amount of kills registered in their system. Zap clearly outsmarted the coding. He did. You know that reference from Futurama? Mm -mm. So Zap Brannigan is this really bad military leader for some reason. And it was a war against the killbots. And he's like, I quickly realized the killbots had a preset kill limit. So I sent wave after wave of my own men until the limit was met and then the war was over. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. <laughs> a preset kill limit. What a great show. Anthony Cothran said, did Ian just admit to being a jellyfish? I'm a lib libertarian when we need it and a conservative when needed. Read this after his answer. 
Um, I highly recommend looking at pictures of the brain stem inside your body because it looks like a jellyfish. Does, He's confessed. Yeah. And then Anthony says, I, I confess nothing. Says, I hope he is a contrarian. He is that, obviously. I don't think so. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zendo Kian says, hit like GD it. That's right. You must hit like. That's right. Smash the like button. Clef the Misfit says, Tim, you're giving people bad advice. Proponents of CRT don't use the term. People need to look out for the words diversity, equity, inclusion, intersectionality, social justice, and racism. I don't like the term critical race theory because it cuts out the rest of critical theory. But I will tell you, a lot of people say, I wonder how it is that in World War II, it got so bad that people would go along with, like, doing the salutes to Hitler, the Roman salute and stuff. Why would they do that? Have you looked outside at one of these protests where these people are marching around doing the red salute? Do you know what the red salute is? It's the communist salute. It's where I'm not going to do it. You raise your fist up and hold it straight up, showing your fingers. And the difference is there's showing your fist to someone, which is like a threat or, you know, an assertion of your power. The reason the red salute displays the fingers is that each finger together is weak. Uh, Each finger is weak, but together it makes a strong fist and you're showing the people the unity. It's very similar to the fascists where they had the bundle of sticks. Was it called the fascists? Fascists. Fascists. Mm -hmm. The weapon. And so they would hold that that shows all the sticks together, make a powerful weapon. It was very, very similar. I saw a photo of someone in my own family doing the red salute. It would be no different if you saw them doing the the Roman salute. Yep. But how many people have you seen marching and doing the fists in the air? Wasn't that black 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 power salute also? Yeah. Yeah. And the white power salute. Sure. Call it whatever you want. It was raising your fist in the air. And, And the white power salute is raising your hand in the air, right? I, I, don't I don't care what you want to call it. If the communists have a red salute and some racial group adopts that symbol, they can call it whatever they want. The swastika is a Nazi symbol. I don't care what the what ancient yeah, India it's like an ancient it. Hindu symbol. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter anymore. It's now people don't look at that and say, "Oh yeah, ancient Hinduism." The wheel of time. No, they go, "I know what that is." So now the problem is people are showing the the the, the, the red salute, which is the fist, and they go, "Oh, Black Lives Matter." It was very very clever to use the communist symbol, but to change its name. Because now they have the same symbol representing the same ideology. The Berlin Wall was called the anti-fascist protection rampart. Antifa is not new. It is literal communism. They are authoritarians. And Americans are not educated on this. So we all know why Nazis are bad. But too many Americans don't realize they're marching around doing what is effectively the same salute. But the opposing group, right? The communists and the Nazis fought. The communists lost in Germany. The Nazis won. That was the fight. Now they're marching around doing the other extremist faction salute and don't know it. So if you want to know how they, how they got to that point, look at what's happening right now. Nadia shall worry no more, says, I agree suburban, suburban women shouldn't vote. They shouldn't drive either, so I don't have to worry every day about getting hit. I'm not a small lady. How can these people act like they can't see me? Yikes. <laughs> I agree as well. NL Sponsor says, in honor of tonight's and every other night's theme of the deceitful media, let me shill my new album, Sponsor, from Zenith to Nadir. 
For the sake of making culture and all, I made sure I snuck a reference to the rabble in there for Tim's sake. Very good. So I, I love two phrases, the poors and the rabble, when I'm mocking wealthy elites, mocking poor people. So... I love the pores. The, the pores. The pores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's those, you could hear Hillary saying. I know, right? I'm so bad for the pores. <laughs> no, no, no. She wouldn't say she feels bad for them. She would go, ugh, the pores are trying to get into the debate hall. Ugh. It's like, remember when they had her go into a Chipotle? And they like, tipped off the New York Times. Like, look how Hillary's so normal. She's going to Chipotle. You know, yeah. they had to like, you can do it. You can do it, Madam Secretary. And she's like, oh, I think I can. I think I can. We'll get all the pores out. It'll be okay. <laughs> the pores. They're looking at me. Pony Boy says, Hey, Ian, have you ever heard of the Adam and Eve story by Chan Thomas? It was a book written in the 1960s and then classified by the CIA and recently declassified with over 150 pages redacted. Yeah, I have, but only like very vaguely. Huh. I remember hearing ah, something, something like a... Man, I don't want to misrepresent this thing. Uh, I recommend looking into it. it. It was like the CIA classified it, but it was like some That's ancient story. It was weird. very weird. Huh. I just got a brutal eyelash. It's killing me. Wicked. Stabbed in the eye. Yep. Traitorous. Eric Allen says, thank you for giving actionable items to viewers. Re-EEOC complaints. I think the EEOC is the right uh, organization. When, like, your company's being racist, you complain to them. H Music 197 says, hey, Ian, the Beatles used multiple takes spliced together for their albums. Do some research. Dude, the Beatles would, like, sit down with, uh, they hit record on their on their tape or whatever, their, their recording A-track. And then they just sing Stream of Consciousness. They wrote, like, Strawberry Fields in, like, five minutes or eight minutes. Then they listen back to it. This is a great way that I, I make music, too. Uh, I don't know. what I don't know much about their recording. You were talking process. about computers, remember? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had computers. Didn't they do it all on tape? No, you're talking about how on computers you can take chunks and then just line them up. Yeah, I'm not into that style. That's how they always have always done it. Disconnected from the music. You want to go back to the 50s where they would have the band in a big room and and record them. The Foo Fighters do that now. Yeah, it's just it's just I want it to be exactly like when I see them live. I don't want Mm. I want you to be able to replicate what I'm listening to in the album. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, YouTube! I love it when they just jump and flood us. Jumping. Yeah, the Beatles didn't play live. They were a, a purely a, a record-making really? band after their first couple albums, <laughs> first few albums. I know that. Megan Stewart says, the updated audio makes you guys sound sexy. Yes, it's low, but the quality is good. Love you guys. Keep up the great work. Well, then we will just figure out how to boost the audio. It's yeah, we'll simple. figure it out. There's, like, literally a switch. The problem is um, I, I don't want to just crank the audio up right now, so we'll have to just do more tests. We did some tests. It sounded fine. Yeah, we'll just do some more. It'll be fine. Magic Space Viking says, hey, Tim and gang, Texas resident here. The weather you feel is just the freedom you're feeling. Uh Oh, yes. Carl Johnson says, third time does it. Sent you a book called The Servile State. Would love to hear your opinion on it when it comes. Greeting from Portland, Oregon. Ooh, from behind enemy lines. Greetings. Choice with music says, I'm sorry, Choice Truth Music says, Alanis Morissette was God in Dogma. Feminist LOL. Hey, there you go. Explain Nation said, did you see that 1.6 trillion barrels of oil was discovered in Namibia, Africa, recently? Uh, sounds like the U.S. is going to discover weapons of mass destruction in Namibia oh recently. <laughs> oh, no. Got to protect that oil. Let's see. Mach, uh, Machisma Joe. Chris R. Barron, just because you said it, I asked you about the spin doctors on Twitter. Now you can't say no one has ever asked. Great show. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. I appreciate it. Do that. you have in your bio not the spin doctors guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe I'll need to put that in now. Maybe so, yeah. yeah. Mm, 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 
Supra says, The metal community are a bunch of clowns. They showed their true colors last year by supporting the Soy Ninjas and Burn Loot Murder. Not really excited to go to concerts anymore. Yeah. Oof. I guess they suck now. Yeah. That's too bad. Dolomite X says, For once, I have to agree with Ian. I'm a musician. Back in the day, music was real and from the heart. Now it's all modified like photos in Photoshop. It all sounds the same as well. It's junk. You, for uh, you for one, shouldn't disagree. There's, a, there's, there's always been pop music. There's always been corporate regurgitated formulaic trash. If someone can take two spoons and clank them together and make music with it, I dig it. If someone can take a bunch of hard drives and then have them do different pitches and write a song with it, I dig it. If someone can go on a computer and type in code that makes music, I dig it. If a big corporation creates an algorithm that manufactures a song based on all the other songs and it's a top 40 regurgitated piece of garbage, I don't like it. Garbage pop music by corporations who are like, eh, you know, we'll use a machine to make everything sound like everything else. Daniel Garland says, Tim, speaking of Texas, will you do a Timmy and, what is this, a Timmy and Timmy power hour with the one and only Tim Dillon? Yes or yes, much love from Oregon, (laughs) hopefully elsewhere soon. Tim Dillon is always welcome on the show, but the issue with people who have their own shows is that they're busy doing their own shows. Hmm. Rainforest says, what's more reliable source of info? Tim's joke post, Babylon B satire post, or CNN's actual post? Yikes. Probably my joke posts because they're like, so there was one where there's a video of the cops telling the protesters at the Capitol they're allowed to do it. They're like, you're okay to do it. Just do this. A lot of people mentioned the doors were sealed, so they actually opened the doors for people. You can see the videos of it. And so I was like, these cops should be arrested for for treason because they aided and abetted an insurrection. Come on. Where's the Democrats? They should be arresting each one of these cops. No, they're not going to do it. So it's not, you know, I'm not being serious, but it's, you know, more truthful than CNN. Geraldo Oliveira says, What I've heard, Texas suppressor bill is for Texas-made cans, but its legitimacy is debatable considering Wickard v. Filburn as the issue the bill will be interstate commerce, not gun rights. Interesting. Mm. Soul Invicta says, You forgot the part where the government levels guns at our heads to get us to work for free. Yeah, they do that. Anthony Moody says, I love you guys. Do you think that the left will ever open their eyes to the corruption and destruction that these politicians are creating? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, again, I think back to like the Occupy Wall Street and even some of like the Bernie, like true believers. And I feel like there was an opportunity at some point for some of this like left, right populace to kind of come together. But I don't know. It, it feels... It feels like they all of that leftist populism is gone and it's been replaced by this woke stuff. And I, I feel like that's never we're never going there. There's no there's no common ground with the woke police. But the regular people who are just marching and doing the red salute, if you speak up, then they will back off. So the issue is Coca-Cola comes out and they yell, woke, woke, woke. And the conservatives just go, hmm, that's dumb. And the left cheers. So. Coke's got no downside. The conservatives don't do anything, and the left is leaving us alone. When the, when the uh, If Coke comes out and says, no, nah, no, nah, we're not woke, the conservatives do nothing, and the left throws bricks at them. 
there's the only upside for these corporations is to support the wokeness. If conservatives start boycotting, legitimately hardcore boycotting, being like, I will never buy from you again, they'll feel the pain and they'll apologize. And by the way, it, it works. It works. We saw it with the NFL. We yeah. saw it with the NFL. The NFL leaned in so hard on all the kneeling and the woke and the Kaepernick and the ratings were garbage. And they cared about one thing, money. That's and right. so all of a sudden, a couple weeks into the, of last year... We didn't see anything more it's, it's, about the BLM, about... Neil. Send an email. What's Who's a woke yep. company right now? Disney? Yeah. Disney. Oh, God, yeah. Disney lost a lot of money year over year. But uh, maybe there's a better example. Who just recently started pushing woke trash? I can't think of anything off the top uh, of my there's head. There's a cereal company that's doing super woke cereal boxes. Yeah. Like, no, no, I mean like a major corporation that is just getting political for no reason. Mm. Why? American, Airli- oh, wait, 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 wait. American Airlines. Yeah. Mass send emails. Complain. Send emails. I'm complaining. I'm complaining. I'm complaining. Whenever you see a company do something woke, make sure you send your email and tell all your friends and family to do the same thing. Because when they get flooded with 100,000 emails, they'll be like, whoa, we got to back off this. These people are getting mad at us. But conservatives don't do that. So the only emails they ever get is, you're racist. So they say, we're sorry. If the conservatives are nothing but a speed bump, the corporations don't care. You got to be more than a speed bump. Yep. You got to be actual opposition. All right, let's just just uh, let's do uh, a couple more. George D says, "Tim, you can't compare Texas to Australia. Texas doesn't have enough danger compared to Australia. Australia, our cute, cuddly drop barrels will ruin your day." <laughs> Oof. Jonathan Duger says, "The good news is once we hit rock bottom, there's only one direction to go. But uh, hopefully, I mean." How much worse will it get before we know? Right. Yeah. If you study the Roman, the fall of the Roman Republic, it can get a lot worse than rock bottom. And yeah. And yeah. by the way, th- yeah, there's always another bottom. Like, I, I keep, keep thinking with the media, like, okay, it's not gotten, it can't get worse than this. This is going to be this moment of introspection and reflection, and we're going to get a better media. No, they yeah. always double down on what the, you know, it's like over and over again. So I don't know, I don't know what rock bottom actually looks like. Yeah. Well, man. Well, I'm ready for it. I hope you guys are too, so make sure you smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show with your friends. You can follow us on Instagram. We post a bunch of clips every day, little clips from the, from the show. Uh, it's Instagram at TimCastIRL, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TimCastIRL. Many of the same posts, but you can share them, and then we can leverage the network of all of you so that we can get more people to, to go to TimCast.com, become members, and then start getting better information and break away from the broken, fractured, fake news of the mainstream press. And I'll tell you this, my friends, with your membership, we will not be buying infinity pools. We will not be f- buying private jets. You know what I want to do? We're going to be buying journalists, real ones. We're going to be buying documentary crews to go and film real news. And that's what we want to produce. We, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to make content that's like, super conservative or liberal. I just want to make honest content and be like, man, you guys decide. I don't want to tell you how to live. I'm just going to tell you what I saw. We need more of that. So when you become a member at TimCast.com, that's the kind of thing you're supporting. You can also get access to these exclusive members-only segments. So go to TimCast.com, sign up, because we'll have an exclusive segment coming up. They usually go up around 11 p.m., so check it out then. Did you want to uh, shout anything out, Chris? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Chris R. Barron. There you go. And you can follow me at iancrossland.net and at iancrossland um, all over the internet. So thanks for coming, guys. And you guys are cordially invited to join me in my journey to have more followers on Twitter than Sour Patch Kids at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. We will see all of you 
over at TimCast.com uh, for our exclusive members-only segment. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you there. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.